Welcome to the exciting world of the movies. Hello, 90s retro movie lovers. We have a real treat for you today, don't we, Zach? We fucking do. We fucking do, baby. Tell them, tell them. That's right. We are delving deep into the Danny DeVito Kino vault with 1996's Matilda, the Roald Doll classic story. Fucking Roe Doll. I wanna fuck. I wanna hang out with Roe. I wanna fucking party with Roe and be like, man, that fucking Matilda shit. You know that shit. You uh, well, I'm gonna give you. Uh, the thing is, I fucking I see that you basically asked Stephen King if you could look at his homework and basically change it just a little bit. But fucking, I'm just joking. I know that motherfucker was dead before Stephen King. It's all good though. It's it, it's it's all right. Like uh, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, Roll Dahl went to um, uh, elementary school with uh, Stan Lee in the nineteen early nineteen hundreds, and the the X Men, all that Marvel universe shit, totally ripped off of Matilda. Fucking king, fucking king, Row. I, I I hangs I fucks with Row. I'm a Row Stan. He he was the Row in Row versus Wade, actually. <laughs> the, they overturned that shit. We got to get it back. We got to get rolled back. We do. We do. We need rolled back in the culture of America, and we yes. need them back in the abortion clinics as well. Hell yeah, Chad fucking King. But we uh, we mentioned I I alluded to like yeah this is the, the plot of this is is a lot like a fucking Stephen King classic Carrie, but uh, she doesn't like literally kill people. It's a, it's more of a kid friendly version. Yeah, she could though. I mean, we'll get to it later in the because because that that Carrie twist. I, I gotta admit, I never saw that shit coming. But um, but yeah, but I mean, it, it was headed there for a minute. I feel like, but yeah, there there is a bunch of people who who talk about how like no, this this movie isn't any more lighthearted than Carrie. This is I've heard people make the claim and and the case that this movie is way too mean spirited to show to kids. Like oh. Dane DeVito is irresponsible almost or something. Oh, come on, he he adapted the classic literature into the kino that you could watch. Like we'll get to it when he says it, but like he tells when he because he plays the abusive dad and the thing he says he says why would you ever read anything in a book when you can just watch tv and that's what he did like 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 roe as much as we love him we threw his books in the trash as soon as this movie came out because now we got the movie we did, we did fucking it and it's starring fucking one of the greatest kino fucking uh, uh, uh well uh offspring basically to one of the greatest kino fucking uh, uh entrepreneurs of our time fucking ben shapiro's uh, cousin is in this movie yeah. fucking mira wilson fucking amazing so now we definitely know what side of the family got all the talent exactly we do fucking he he's 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 joining hollywood he's writing movies fucking die hard in a school and shit uh-huh. fucking well we gotta do that movie we gotta we, we should probably I tell see that movie, movie but too. i i went to ben's uh <laughs> website there was like no seven day free trial no nothing it was just like you pay 15 bucks and we have two movies you can watch, and the rest are all news reports. I'm like, 15 oh, bucks man. for two movies and news reports? <laughs> fucking, they are getting marketed the fuck out of Facebook. I am seeing nothing but fucking mm. Ben Shapiro posts on <laughs> advertising. Fucking, it, but it's just because, like, his fucking cousin was in one of the greatest films ever made. Well, his cousin got all the acting talent, and then he got the talent to talk fast enough to take over for the the new age modern machine. Uh, what was it, Micro Machines commercials? Exactly. Exactly. When they relaunched them, they got to call him up to talk fast, 
and convince mm. you to buy little tiny plastic cars. But anyway, yeah. that's neither. <laughs> oh, I was just going to mention his sister got more talent than him, too. Oh, yeah. So his sister. What was that one meme we saw about the sister? Voice of an angel? Big Stacy. What yeah. a big Stacy. Oh, so, man. yeah. So we're going to get rolling. Uh, I got the DVD. Zach has the Blu-ray. Uh, it seems like they both start out with the TriStar logo. Oh, yes. And at the bottom, like, you know, a little horse comes out or grows wings, whatever he does. But we got to pause at the part where it says TriStar, and underneath it says a Sony Pictures Entertainment Company. That's that 17 seconds mark on the DVD. It's probably something similar on the Blu ray. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to say one, two, three, go. And when you hear me say the word go, we are 130 episodes deep into the show now, Zach. So I think they know what to do when I say go, don't you think? I think they do. I think All right, do. everybody, grab your remote. One, two, three, go. And now we are watching Matilda. Oh, man. I forgot to turn the, the volume down as soon as I pressed play. I just... You blew yourself up. What <laughs> I, I want to know is is how much did they spend on these opening credit sequence? Fucking I love these opening credits. Don't you shame this movie for the for the greatness that is these, these uh, childlike drawings. Of the opening credit, fucking what was a movie that did that too? Was it Jack? Yeah, like I was thinking about that, but you you know where the, actually both of them got it from? It's actually a homage to the credits from um, A Clockwork Orange. Fucking Kino, there's so much Kino already, and we're only fucking seconds in. So right off the the bat, we just see the baby Matilda in the maternity ward, and we see Danny De- DeVito as the uh, the the evil father of the family but like this is like a whole nother I, like i feel like devito with his kino is playing 40 chess with us because while he's playing the abusive father in the movie he's also narrating the movie as the gentle narrator voice mm-hmm. like that was a pretty odd choice don't you think he he adapted the screenplay he directed it he co-starred in it and he wanted to do the voiceover even though he's actually in the movie as a different character as a kid, I remember, like, I, I, I knew who Danny DeVito was fucking when this movie was coming out. I knew, like, I wasn't a huge fan or anything, but it's like, oh, I know him from movies. He's in a lot of movies I like. So, like, fucking, I, uh, when I'm watching it, I, I, I noticed that. And it was like, fucking, that has to be kind of a way to, uh, because the movie does, it gets so dark in a way. But, uh, like, in a way, it's almost like he wanted to keep it lighthearted enough to like yeah. fucking break the fourth wall a little bit or something maybe but i, I never know fucking i never heard him uh, mention why he did that or whatever it's but, so yeah. dark like it's so yeah it starts out like they they got matilda in the what do you call it the car seat whatever in the back mm-hmm. of the car like it's just a station wagon <laughs> she's like he's going over every bump he's taking every corner hard the baby's just flying around the back and then they just leave her. when they get home she's newborn from the hospital they just leave her like in a hot ass car like a dog no i thought this was cool like i thought at first i thought maybe now they show her as a baby uh-huh. they show how smart she is uh she does a bunch of diarrhea on the kitchen countertop and then she writes her name in it i thought that was good she literally shat all over the. See, they, <laughs> like, they, want us, they want us to think that was mashed peas she was writing in, but he's oh, right. No. She just shat all over there. <laughs> I mean, when when the whole like puddle she was sitting in, it was all coming right out of the side of a diaper. Matilda isn't that smart at all. She's fucking stupid. <laughs> She's literally shitting on the counter, writing her name in it. What a fucking idiot. Did you notice when they show her finishing the A in her name, it was like that stiff little doll hand came down to do it? I love that. 
I love this fucking movie. For some reason, yeah, I was telling, I was telling my boy here to go. That fucking, uh, I remember when this movie came out as a kid. Everybody fucking loved this movie. Like, I don't think I knew anybody that was like, I hate Matilda. Like, I don't think I've ever met anybody like that. Yeah, I never hated it or anything, but uh, I like I never seen it till this week, and I gotta say, like it, it's uh, I've been missing out the last whatever twenty five years, however old it is. I remember, I remember our, uh, my boy Aaron from fucking BTM. He'd never seen it too, and he watched it. And he was like, "Yeah, it was good. It was good. It works as a, as a kids movie." Okay. But yeah, uh, I should mention fucking. Uh, I, I have heard that this movie is too dark. Uh, for kids, uh, uh, basically, I've only heard that from the nostalgia critic, and he's very, very low T. Oh, he's very low T. I mean, he'll he'll tell you Winnie the Pooh is too dark. Exactly, tall, dark, and handsome Winnie Ooh. the Pooh. Big Chad Cock on that one, on that lad. No, there's like eight different kids that play Matilda in like kind of the opening prologue here, and I thought they were all pretty good. Exactly, and they all kind of look like each other, which is good too. <laughs> there's so many scenes in this movie I but like yeah we're already seeing like fucking Matilda she basically uh, because her parents just like uh, basically she's a mistake uh, she was a mistake and they look at her like a mistake it's like we have one kid and then one mistake Matilda and it's just like fucking uh, yeah I, I noticed that while watching it like uh, it, it does it, it gets a little dark and it's like fucking we're seeing Matilda basically cooking for herself making her own pancakes and shit and she's already like fucking and then, like, yeah, she gets into reading and shit. Uh, fucking, it's a fucking, it's a wholesome film. It's a wholesome film. I, I don't know a, a soul that, that that hates this movie. Fucking, besides the nostalgia critic. Now that I think about it, nostalgia. Well, nostalgia critic probably hates it because, like, if if you're too lazy to go to work and do a real, like, a regular job like we do, so we we do <laughs> we just do regular boring ass jobs, right? And we're bored at our jobs, aren't we, Zach? Exactly. But exactly. but then the bonus, right, Zach, is we get to come home and enjoy our movies. The nostalgia critic, he don't want to work in a nine to five, so he's gotta watch like thirty shitty movies a week and then and then do like forty five minute essays on them on YouTube. So he he yeah. he, he, he like because he watches so many shitty movies, then he gets so like jilted he don't even like the good movies anymore. Wouldn't that be funny if plot twist he's not even a real like nostalgic like critic really he never even watched these movies growing up he just like found yeah. out people have nostalgia for them and watched them one weekend and made a video <laughs> <Wasn't> that like <laughs> that's what i thought the premise of his shit was like i never thought he was doing like the things he grew up on or whatever because like completely possible because if you were talking about like the shit you grew up on and loved as a kid would you really sit there and be doing a video going and actually when they came in here and they did this <laughs> It's too mean for kids. It's it's too mean for. I don't like. I, I I agree. It gets dark, but I think it's done in a like lighthearted enough way. Like we'll talk about like the trenchable fucking. Even though she's like bad and like there are parts where like she she literally picks up a girl and throws her like oh, out yeah. of fence. She murders a kid. Yeah. And she she misses it and then like flies through flies through some flowers. So it's like. Just by like uh, happenstance, she happens to be incompetent at killing him. Basically, but, is the only but, reason but she does. But you know, it. like these whatever softy motherfuckers now. This this is too dark. Like, there's a reason why they made this movie in 1996, Zach. We are in the wake of the Tim Burton era, so you were allowed to do dark shit and have it be PG, PG 13, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it was okay to do mm -hmm. it all dark. 
Yeah, Mat- we, Mat- Matilda went to the library and read all their books, and now like we finally get her in her final form. She's six years old. This is the final actress that will play Matilda. Throughout the film, fucking uh, offspring, fucking a uh, cousin of one, Sir uh, Shapiro, the, oh. the, the fucking uh, the Duke of Shapiro, if you will. Yeah. Isn't that funny that like fucking to some people uh, Shapiro is like fucking huge like he's got one of the number one pocket but it's to me it's just like fucking Mara Wilson fucking oh yeah. his cousin that's where it's at that's where it's at everybody loves Mara Wilson exactly the the ironic thing if, if at this time period if the story was happening you know the time period that this movie came out she would be all reading in those books about Senator Joseph R Biden right there. Exactly. Fucking uh, all the jokes we can make with the fucking. Uh, you think anybody? Uh, sometimes I wonder, like, do people like listen to this in a vacuum and they're just like, "Who the fuck is Ben Shapiro?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure somebody is because I mean, it's a oh, movie show. It ain't a it ain't a, a YouTube politics show like everybody else. <laughs> Which, by the way, like you, like you've done like uh, like I I would say like honestly, even though I've probably been podcasting like more years than you, you've you've done like a billion more episodes than me. Like, anytime you've ever done an episode where real-world politics came up, did it ever end in anything good? Fucking never. Ever. <laughs> but everybody on YouTube talks about shit all the time. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Like, they say if you don't get paid to fucking talk about politics, you shouldn't fucking read about it or talk about it because it isn't yeah. good for your mental health. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, th- th- I like this part. She cries into the book because her brother was throwing marshmallows at her. Mm-hmm. Fucking, what was it he was calling her? Dip face. Yeah, I thought he was saying dick face. I did too, but I saw it on here. He's calling her dip face, and I'm like, is that a reference to that Rowdy Roddy Piper line from fucking They Live? Probably. Fucking, I can't imagine. Like, we know Kino Files are making these movies. Fucking, the the fucking, uh, the, the offspring of fucking Sir Shapiro. Fucking Chad. But like, fucking, we don't. We'll never know uh, unless we listen to the the official audio comment. See, that's what sucks about them putting out the Blu-ray, and I'm watching it right now. It looks very nice, but they could have put our commentary if they only would have waited a little bit longer. If they only would have waited like 12 years, yeah, they could have had exactly. our commentary. Exactly. By the way, we'd like we're like what are we like 14 minutes in the commentary? We didn't even mention that Danny DeVito's real life sexy ass wife Rhea Perlman's playing the wife in this as well. Exactly. Fucking they they were working together for a while. Are they still together? I remember they they got a divorce and then they got back together really? and then, I never yeah. knew. That. I always thought they were together. Fucking uh, for a while. I remember seeing a, a E True Hollywood story or something. Something. It must have been a long time ago. But uh did you notice too like something you never seen in kids movies now? Like they're always drinking like he drinks Budweiser, she drinks Bud Light. I didn't notice cuz I'm just so used to it. <laughs> But but here they probably needed it because it was like fucking uh fucking uh we're we're letting them know that the maybe see they're getting us subtle hints like fucking they're bad parents but but like fucking maybe there's a reason for that maybe there's just something we don't get about them and it does it lays it very it makes it very clear that Matilda is kind of like a kid uh what's that called like a child savant where they're they're uh, just like yeah, they, savant, yeah. yeah they fucking sometimes it is like a thing where like kids come out and it's just like how do they know the, like they just know shit that's kind of out of their league but mm. fucking 
Uh, it's probably because they're reading at an earlier age and fucking pretty much stuff like this. So basically, all the adults around Matilda are, are totally fucking dumb. And I always remember, like, there's there's like three scenes in the movie where somebody older than her tells her, like, fucking, like her dad right there. He's like, fucking, uh, uh, he's telling her something's wrong. She's like, fuck, why? He's like, fuck, uh, and, and she's just like, fuck, because I'm big, you're little, I'm smart, you're dumb, I'm right, you're wrong. Fucking, I remember uh, fucking lines like that from seared into my brain. That was like fucking shit you said on the playground if you wanted to get the pussy, basically. Ugh. Like, fuck, you, you wanted all the chicks to know that you were down with Matilda, you watched that shit, fucking like, we can go over to my place right now, fucking uh, pull it out of the fucking... Uh, a little covered we VCR, got uh, yeah, yeah shit fucking put that in fucking just hang out so you had my interest i just did some research like they did divorce and get back together or i guess they separated and got back together and then they like they haven't lived together uh in several years but she says she's never divorcing danny devito fucking king i, I wouldn't know. either I wish you, you can't let him get away what a that, chad that's the best kind of marriage when you live by yourself but you're still married he fucking he's he must have the dankest fucking dick. Oh well, you know it's got to be as thick as a fire hose. His dick runs deep, so deep, so deep. Put her ass to sleep. Fucking that ice cube line. That's big what shit. you. Yeah, that ice cube line is what you want to be hearing on the Matilda commentary. But so, uh, yeah, I like this part where uh, Matilda's had enough of their shit, so she puts the mom's uh, peroxide bleach in his hair tonic. <laughs> Yeah, they they basically yeah we find out throughout the movie that Matilda has fucking uh, basically uh, like t- a kinetic type powers type beat, and she can fucking well, we don't find that out yet. First she's just yeah. fucking she yeah super he, intelligence is a power at first. Exactly, fuck Danny DeVito fucked up and done told her that like fucking. You know, sometimes people gotta be punished. So she thought, like, oh, I guess I can punish my parents because basically Danny DeVito and uh, he's a used car salesman and he's very sleazy, very sleazy. Yeah, he sells people broken cars for like a big markup. Chad, what a king! Yeah, what a fucking king. See, Matilda's she's being all woke and shit, trying to moralize to us that that's wrong. Fucking woke Hollywood coming and trying to tell us the fucking selling people shit that you put together with super glue is wrong. That's fucking stupid. We fuck. We all know. We get our. We get fucking paid. Get money, Chad. Do you remember a couple of years ago where Danny DeVito got he drank like till like four in the morning drinking limoncellos, and he showed up yeah. at like eight o'clock in the morning to do some radio show or something, all drunk. Fucking that. That's the kind of shit you want to know about Danny DeVito. That's the kind of that's the kind of friend you're gonna have if you hang out with him. What a king! And he totally admitted. I think it was. I think he said he was out drinking all night with George Clooney. I swear. King, but yeah, I, I'm sorry. I talked over you. Were trying to explain that she fucking she got her dad. She fucking put peroxide in yeah. his uh his hair shit. His hair yeah. tonic because he takes great pride in his hair, which his hair looks really good in this movie, by the way. But yeah, she turned it like all like <laughs> shitty orange. Now, now here are the two real chads: <laughs> is is the CIA men who are on the trail of Danny DeVito because Danny DeVito buys a lot of stolen car parts, played mm-hmm. by the great um, Tracy Walter who you might remember from uh, Repo Man. He was the mm-hmm. guy who said, sometimes you're just thinking about shrimp, and then somebody yeah. says plate or plate of shrimp. We don't mm-hmm. know how the universe really works, but it all comes together. And then mm-hmm. he also had the famous line. Do you know his super famous line from Repo Man, Zach? I don't remember that. Yeah, they're standing around, and he says, John Wayne was a fag. <laughs> 
king. And everybody wants to beat the shit out of him for saying it. But yeah, he said that. And then, of course, the other CIA guy on Hot on the Trail is none other than you know who. Fucking. Who was that? I, oh, Paul Rubens, baby. Pee Wee Herman, baby. Fucking. Uh, exactly. He's not even credited as Pee Wee Herman. He's a fraud. Well, he, he was faking it. If only we had uh, Mac here to do the Pee Wee Herman laugh. Hell yes. See, look, I love this where he's just, he's being overly comical about how fucking much of a piece of shit he is. Yeah, he he says he puts sawdust in the engines because it quiets the gears so you can drive it for two miles before the engine blows up. Amazing. Fucking, he really doesn't give a fuck. And he puts the bumpers back on the car with super glue. It, isn't that fucking t- Chad too? Like fucking having no morals. It's so cool. I always wanted. I wish. Mm-hmm. I wish I could be like that. <laughs> I lo- we. I love this part too because we forgot to say like my favorite type of child actor Zach are the ones that are like real young, real little, but they got old people's voices. And Mara Wilson kind of has a raspy old woman's voice. I love that part mm-hmm. where she goes, "Daddy, you're a crook." King, my. Mike, something weird is happening, but I'm. You're going um, off in the uh, the other world, baby. You're not seeing this dank super glue shenanigans. When... Yeah, here uh, Rhea Perlman, the wife, the mom comes along. She wants some money in the. Uh, she's like a professional bingo player. She wants some money. She got a nice car now. But it's like actually nice, not like one of the jalopies, uh, Deve- blonde DeVito, Danny DeVito, Mr. Kino with the blonde ambition. You ain't missing. Zach, he's not allowed to watch Matilda anymore because his computer is malfunctioning. Junction, junction. And here we had another little prank. Uh, not only has she ruined DeVito's hair by turning it blonde. But uh, she then put super glue all over the rim of his hat, so when he put it on, it's going to be stuck on his uh, his head here when he goes into the fancy restaurant. Were you ever able to make your way back, Zach? I'm just rhyming up a storm here. We should have uh, technical difficulties more often. I might uh, be able to get a rap career out of it. Speaking of rapping... Since I'm talking to myself here, we got to talk about the fact that uh, I guess the elephant in the room, and it bared no decision on us uh, picking this movie to uh, do it or whatever. But uh, just out of the blue, also coming this year is a Netflix adaptation of this, and they can't just adaptate uh, adapt the book into a movie or TV show. They got to turn it into just from Matilda to Roald Dahl's Matilda the Musical. So Netflix is going to turn it into a child's musical. I bet it's going to be awful. Am I really just doing a show by myself now? Like, what's going on? Anyway, let's talk about it. So here we have, like, some really silly hijinks in this restaurant. Like, every like, they're trying to get the um, hat off DeVito's head. And he um, ends up knocking everything over. And everybody gets splatted in the face with pies, pretty much. Rhea Perma has to cut the hat off his head. All right, and we are back. We got disconnected. Um, maybe maybe you'll take the time to listen to it when it comes out, uh, Zach, but uh, you just missed out on the worst 20 or 30 seconds in podcast history. 
fucking that would I heard it. I heard every minute. It was amazing. Fucking, I, st- I started talking in rhymes. It was fucking my my computer just decided to take a shit. It was just like fucking. There's too much shit happening. There's a movie playing. There's two guys talking, being Chad. Fucking uh, Mara Wilson is just out fucking shining her her uncle at so such a, a early age that I just have to die. I have to fucking kill myself. Your We're com- all back now. Your computer said Chad overload and it crashed. <laughs> I thought this was weird. John Lovitz made a cameo on this like fake TV show for like one second. Like he literally did like one hour of work on this uh, movie. It, through, it's there's some money at the camera. Literally, his line is, "It's time to get sticky with Mickey." <laughs> get sticky with Mickey. Basically, it is a show that in the universe of the movie, basically they're trying to let us know how much better, uh, how much smarter Matilda is already than her parents. And they're like, why the hell are you reading when there's a TV right in front of you? And they're watching Get Sticky with Mickey, which is a game show where they, they, uh, fucking, they put people, they get contestants from the audience to come up and they get in like a little, like it looks like a popcorn machine basically and it just blows money and they, but they put sticky shit on you and like I <laughs> guess how much money sticks to you you get to keep, mm-hmm. was that ever a real show? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I've seen shit at the mall like that where like it blows around and you just have to try to grab it with your hands but mm-hmm. like I've never seen like this where they cover you with like honey and horse cum and the, the money's supposed to stick to you. Covering you and came, yeah. cover you and came, and it's so it's so abusive too because Danny DeVito is like holding her head like straight so she has to look at the TV and like watch this yeah. stick to her. This is very base though because he's just basically telling you that that American TV is designed to make you stupid. Hell yes, Big Chad. Basically, this is when Matilda, for the first time, finds out that like yeah, she has some power here where she she's being forced to watch it. She just hates it so much that. Fucking, it just explodes the TV. It just explodes. Yeah. The 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 sound she makes when it explodes too, very Stacy. I gotta say too, because obviously I haven't seen this movie uh, before the other day, and I didn't, I wasn't familiar with the book. Um, I thought it was gonna be one of those things where like it just happened that the TV blew up, and then she thought she had powers. You know what I mean? Like I oh, had yeah. no idea that she was really gonna be like Carrie. You know what I mean? Fucking hell yeah, that would have been funny too. Like a, a twist of fate, yeah. like uh, an alternate reality where that's the fucking third act of the movie. She finds out yeah. she never had powers, mm-hmm. and then fucking the trenchable just literally puts her in the chokey and fucking yeah. uh, kills her. We're not even to the chokey yet. Exactly, we're not to the chokey yet. Let's let's go ahead and, and and talk about the fact that like if you're a kid, you get thrown in the chokey. It's it's in there. You're fucking. You're in there. It's dark. No one else is there. You're you're probably gonna jack off, right? Well, I was gonna say like like Clive Barker. He wrote a side story about the Chokey that tied into Roald Dahl's Matilda, and it turns out the Chokey is actually a masturbation chamber built by Pinhead from Hellraiser. Fucking that's. I couldn't hope for anything less. Yeah. It almost looked like there's a cum shot fucking on Devito's head there in the silhouette. <laughs> it does. When you see the streaks coming down, which yeah, like see, this was a this was an old come like fucking uh, <laughs> an old place where like the the jizz mopper he didn't come in after that they they just they tore it down and built a used car dealership over it. Yeah. <laughs> but this is funny too. Basically, 
uh, Matilda ends up in this shitty school. This is like a terrible school with a terrible uh, fucking uh, uh, you know principal, uh, and it's all because of Danny DeVito. Fucking he sells the 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 trenchable. Fucking she's the the big baddie character basically, and uh, basically she's just she's a place to put any kid like basically any bully or something you had in childhood basically. Fucking yeah. just fits over the trenchable. No, when I was like, uh, you know, whenever this came out in theaters or whatever, which do you, do you remember like this coming out or was you were like a baby or something when this movie came out? Fucking, I do remember this movie coming out. I wanted to watch it, but like, I don't think it came close to me. Fucking, yeah. it was back then where it was like, I, I didn't even know that you could like leave your little tiny town to go watch movies. Fucking, it <laughs> blew my mind. Well, like, like we had some weird shit where I, where I grew up in Cincinnati. There was two different movie chains. Well, one was called Lowe's, and another one was called National Movement Amusements. And like now, like every city I've ever lived in since then, like if there's like, a, like you know, if there's like a whatever, like um, I don't know, Spider Man or something, like it plays at every single theater. But when I was growing up, because there was like some kind of weird business thing, where like they had to like bid on the movies, and like so like one chain could only have Batman and then one chain could only have Ninja Turtles. It was like really weird. So it's like, yeah. So like I, but with the good thing with that, it kind of created, even though I didn't live in like the biggest city, I mean, Cincinnati is a pretty major city, but it's not a huge city is like in order to fill up the rest of the screens, like they had to play like a lot of weird, cheap movies. So I got to see like a lot of really goofy shit growing up as a kid, but um, that's off the topic. What I was going to say is when I remember this, like coming out, I was like, this came out like right after I graduated high school. I was probably like 18 or 19 when this came out. And I remember the trailer and I always like, I was so confused when I started watching this movie the other night. Cause like, for some reason it was just kind of my blurry memory is I thought all these kids were like in an orphanage. I thought this was about a, an orphan and it, I thought Matilda was like an orphan in, a, in like an evil ass orphanage. You know what I mean? It could have been like yeah. just a, a couple little rewrites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, very cartoony. Fucking the way, oh, the the trench is basically she's learning about fucking. Oh, one time, fucking the, the kid Kenny, he fucking she caught him eating two M and M's, a red and blue one, fucking, and it shows it, fucking, it shows the way he he takes the two M and M's, he puts it in his mouth, and she just comes and squeezes his cheeks until they pop out. <laughs> yeah, the M and M's pop out. I always remember that as a kid, like fucking. I can, like. He, just he took the it. red pill and the blue pill at the same time. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, they're being based and fucking uh, cum pilled, basically with, with their Matilda messaging. pilled, yeah, trunch, trunch bowl <laughs> pilled here. I literally, just a couple seconds ago, you were talking, and I went, <laughs> "Did you hear me do that?" Yeah, yeah. Did you? Could you tell why I did that? Well, no, it was just the part of the movie where they like hid in that little corner or whatever. It, for me, it was showing Matilda. It was cutting back and forth to her, and I, I just saw fucking Ben Shapiro wearing a wig. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, do you think Ben was jealous at the time? Because I think he's about the same age, if you know, like whatever, about the same age as Mara Wilson. He was probably jealous that, like, because at the time, like, really nobody was wanting six or seven year olds to give them political uh, news breakdowns or whatever. Exactly. He was probably jealous that his cousin or his niece was in a a big Hollywood movie, don't you think? He's British. She broke out into movies that she wasn't even fucking trying. Exactly. She wasn't even fucking trying. This kid right there, mm-hmm. did you ever watch uh, Boy Meets World growing up? A little bit, yeah. 
<laughs> she reminds me of the like the kid Minkus from oh, Boys Minkus, like, yeah. For some reason, she looks like a girl version of him. It just looks like the same face but with pigtails on. Now, yeah, this yeah it does. This is the part where she picks the little girl up by her pigtails and, and flies <laughs> her like th- like, and she almost lands on some spikes. She almost gets impaled, but she lands into a flower bed. <laughs> How goofy this is! It's so bizarre. And you know what I think? I, what I like about uh, Davido Kino. It's like when he does like a goofy ass scene like this, like, and this will come up later. All his goofy scenes, they're not like just some 90 second bullshit. They all go on for 10, 15, 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Very, something very whimsical and like child uh, like a child's understanding of yeah. a, a situation going on is how he shoots it almost i like the, the 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 little girl that's her friend that has like the froggy voice from like little rascals she's exactly. like rah, 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 rah. fucking big stacy big stacy yeah. i i hesitate i was hesitant to call her stacy because it's like that's a kid but it's like fucking they could be named stacy too i didn't mean yeah. it in like a fucking any any weird way like that yeah yeah, that was the one thing I was going to ask you because I mean I was I was a, a young adult but still an adult when this came out and that's the whole reason why I never seen this movie till now. But um, like when you saw this, obviously you're way younger than me. So like, were you like young enough in age to where like you you had a crush on Matilda when you watched the movie? Fucking probably, yeah. probably when I when I first. Pro- that's now probably your like... original reason why you wanted to watch the movie. I I think the thing is though is once you see Miss Honey, it's like fucking. Oh, oh, baby. Oh, I know. Oh, I'm, t- I'm tired of Matilda. I'm ready to get with a real woman. Yeah, Miss Honey is their teacher, uh, played by M. Beth Davids, who, uh, I forgot to look this up. I want to say she got kind of like her big break in Schindler's List, but I, I'm pretty sure, too, she was like the goofy, whatever, uh, love interest in an army of darkness. Am I Amazing. right about this? Fucking amazing. I was trying to remember where she's from. Yeah. Yeah, and she's she's super beautiful. Big, big fucking Stacy. Big Stacy. I wonder if she even may, maybe she got out of acting. I, I remember hearing Mara Wilson. I think she uh, wanted nothing to do with acting once basically she got old enough to like kind of understand. Like fucking, uh, oh yeah, I acted because my parents fucking want. Uh, if I remember right, I could be mixing her up with someone else. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking. Yeah, I think Matilda will, Matilda Wilson, Mara Wilson, uh, retired. But wow, like I'm looking at IMDb. Uh, I think what really happened is basically Ben Shapiro basically fucking uh, caught her by the toe, basically fucking uh, was torturing her, tickling her with a feather and shit. Like you will give up Hollywood. You fucking, will. Don't you know how own... conservative or how not conservative they are? It's like Sodom exactly. and Gomorrah in Hollywood when you make your silly Danny DeVito pictures. Exactly. The Danny DeVito fucking, he's trying to blatantly put the woke agenda in there. Yeah. Make us think that fucking selling used cars shitty is mm. bad. Fucking cut. I, I actually had it backwards. Uh, M. Beth Davids was in Army of Darkness. And then, then after that did Schindler's List. So fucking Steven Spielberg was watching Army of Darkness going, who's this Stacy? Fucking King. Yeah. And then a couple years after that, she did this movie. She's really good. And and no big surprise. See a picture of her now. Still Stacy. Big Stacy. Basically, fucking, she's everything that fucking Matilda needed. Like, fucking, the, why couldn't she have been Matilda's mom? Fucking... Uh, Matilda's actual parents just fucking want nothing to do with her fucking don't understand her but Mrs. Honey it's almost like they were fucking 
they were they're kindred spirits. It's almost like they're setting something up, or something. Oh my god! I just found. I don't know why they put this on the pictures for M. Beth Davids on IMDb, but we we both got to get this. They've got a DVD box set called the Slumber Party Pack. It's got two movies in it: Matilda and Madeline, and it says includes two great movies plus a box of colored chalk to draw and share with a friend. King. King. Fucking normalize bringing that back. Fucking, remember yeah. back in the day when you'd be watching a show, they'd be fucking, they'd just break character and start telling you how to do something at home. Fucking, first, get your mom's permission to use the scissors, grab a handkerchief, and it's just like, fucking, we need to bring back that. We need to normalize fucking just like talking to your friends like that in everyday conversation, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, I uncovered some groundbreaking trivia, too, about uh, Ben's uh, cousin. Um, first of all, this is tragic. Mara Wilson's mother died during production of the mm-hmm. film. She I had thought for that. years that her mother had never gotten to see the completed film. But years later, Danny DeVito revealed he had shown her a rough cut of what they filmed shortly before she died. Fucking hell, yeah. She saw the fucking uh, assembly cut, the three-hour-long version. Oh, that's oh, the version yeah. I want to see. And uh, oh, also yeah. it says, uh, during her teenage years, Mara Wilson was diagnosed with severe OCD and anxiety. She discovered this while reading a book called Kissing Doorknobs, noting the similarities between herself and the lead character. Years later, she found out that book was written by the mother of her co-star, Kira Spencer-Hesser, who played Hortensa. Fucking, that's the thing, like, fucking... I would have fucking called her immediately. I had no idea your mom liked licking doorknobs. Yeah. Fucking that is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> That's a great title for a book. I would get that. Uh-huh. Chad. I love that. That's a great touch. The fucking, let's just have the trenchable. Fucking, she goes in. Basically, Miss Honey just found out that, like, fucking Matilda's, like, big Stacy. She's all smart and shit. Fucking uh-huh. big brained and shit. And she she goes to the trench bowl. She's like, fucking, I think this girl, she, she's she's like cool and shit. Like fucking, uh, she's like smart and shit. And fucking the trench bowl's like, fuck that. She's just like, fucking, fuck <laughs> she's her. She's like, we gotta put her in advanced classes. She's smart. The principal puts her foot to hell. No. She's like, fuck her. <laughs> Make her dumb. There, there's a funny line there where she's like, she could uh, she could uh, do uh, you know, she calculate big, giant fucking numbers in her head, and she, she goes like a calculator. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's one way to look at it. Yeah. That, that's what a dumbass would always say. Big deal, you can do math like a calculator. You always have a cal-. like when you're a kid in school, and you're like, how come we just can't use a calculator? And they're trying to teach you math, and you're like, oh. You know what's funny too is we kind of had the last laugh because all the teachers were saying you won't have it. You can't expect that you'll have a calculator on you at all times. What fucking idiots. Fuck I know. <laughs> well, when you're at your job, you won't have a calculator. It's like, come on. Fucking, we got the phones that, that not only does it have a calculator, I got the fucking internet. I could I could literally ask the internet. I could ask Google to Siri. solve the problem. <laughs> that would just take too long. You could ask Siri. You could ask Google Duchess. You could ask uh, Microsoft Martha, any virtual whore you wanted to, what time it is and what 3,124 times 496 is, which is the math problem. We're, we're um, giving fucking uh, that fucking coward too much fucking uh, notoriety. He, he, he is responsible for my computer dying earlier. We Fuck him, fucking Bill Gates, you coward. He is. You don't we, want... Go ahead. No, I was going <laughs> to say, we, we forgot to say that... Uh, Matilda, her family, their last name was Wormwood, 
And um, mm-hmm. the name of uh, uh, Danny DeVito's big used car operation is called Wormwood Motors. A lot of people don't know it, but that was the uh, inspiration years later for a horror film called Wormwood, uh, Road of the Dead. Fucking Kino. Fuck, uh, so much Kino fucking uh, right. Like, what's he doing there? It almost looks like he's trying to diet more uh, crazy. Yeah, uh, I, I think he's trying to diet back to being black because he's got that straw ass hair. Yeah, I guess that is something. Like fucking whenever people dye their hair, the, the, the fucking the, the mixture they put on, it's not how their hair looks. Uh, I never realized that because like I never dyed my hair ever. And, and I kind of yeah. missed out on that. I kind of missed out because I, I don't have much anymore. Well, if you have dark hair, like, was your hair either brown or black? Fucking, it was, it was pretty dark brown. Pretty yeah, dark brown. My, my, mine's brown, too, and it's just like, yeah, like, you can't really dye your hair or anything. Exactly. You gotta bleach it first, which kills it. Like, I mm. had some, uh, like, years ago, like, literally exactly 23 years ago to the day, I had uh, some, like, blonde streaks put in my hair, like, I had, like, a spike haircut, and like that shit was so nice and i didn't even get it like down to the scalp like i told the girl like yeah don't like the the whatever streaks don't do it down to like i didn't have them like shitty frosted tips i just had like three or four big patches like i wanted kind of like a punk like cheetah jaguar whatever polka dot spot look and um like it really looked really cool for a while but it's just like it was summertime and like the heat would heat that shit up the the bleach parts and it burned and (laughs) And then big chunks of it were always falling. It was horrible. I w- and that was only like, you know, three or four spots in my hair. Like, I could imagine if you did yeah. your whole scalp like that. I just I just laughed at the movie there. Right where Mrs. Honey says, uh, uh, fucking, uh, basically, yeah, it, it, it kind of it, it lets you in on the little thing. Like, fucking, like, uh, basically, her parents are like, fucking, uh, she comes in, she tells them, like, I think uh, Matilda, she's really smart. She could be. It's kind of funny. It's kind of ridiculous. She could be in college within like three years. Like that's a little. You probably don't know that yet. But yeah, she's six years old now. <laughs> you probably don't know that. You're probably oversold a little bit. But they say like fucking. I didn't go to college. Fucking. And then he he kind of shit. And she's like fucking. Don't don't shit on people that go to college. What if what if you got sued for a faulty car and uh, you, your lawyer would have to? And he's like, who you been talking to? <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. But we That's forgot so to mention, too, like, because she was six years old, and she was, like, super smart from reading all the books she would get from the library, but she wanted to be in school, but they wouldn't let her go to school. They just kept telling her she was actually only four, even though she knew she was six, and they and then they tell her, if you go to school, who's going to be here to get these packages all day? We can't have valuable packages sitting on the porch. <laughs> Look, in 1996, Danny DeVito was uh, foreseeing the porch pirate business that would be happening 30 years later. King, King. That's how we. This is one of the most memorable fucking scenes from my childhood. <laughs> oh yeah, the kid eating the cake and Matilda. Fucking. There's so many, so many references, so many jokes throughout things I've done throughout my life. Fucking. You, you go back and listen to some of the earliest episodes. Fucking. Anytime I'm talking about like Andy Milanakis or something. Fucking. I, I. Uh, uh, it's funny that I remember his name because usually it's just like that kid that looks like the kid that ate the cake from Matilda. Uh, I, I remember his name now. But like, I love this kid. He's such a fucking king. She says, like, fucking. She brings him in there. She wants to make an example out of him. She's like, somebody came in and stole my fucking chocolate cake. I wanted that chocolate cake. It was so fucking good. And then she, <laughs> she picks him. Get up here. I'm like, did you eat my chocolate cake? <laughs> I love the line where he's like, fucking. 
I don't know. He's just like, I don't know, maybe. I could have. I, I can't remember a specific gig. And then she goes, it's a really good gig. And he said something like, my mom's is better. <laughs> my, yeah, my mom's what? is better. You fucking idiot. You just gave it away that you ate the cake. Well, fucking. she's so abusive, it don't matter. Exactly. But she fucking, she basically does the equivalent to like the, the, the parents that used to, like everybody would talk about these parents, but did they really exist like, were there really those parents that, like, I caught little Johnny smoking, and you know what I did? I fucking, I got, I made him smoke the whole bottle. Oh, you like cigarettes now? Do, do those people really exist? I don't know if I've yeah, ever they, met. They, they always say they force the kid to smoke a whole pack, and the kid throws up. I'm like, you <laughs> idiot. You just got him addicted more hardcore. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you got him addicted. Technically, like, fucking, they're going to be chemically addicted, even if they didn't like it at yeah. that point. <laughs> Did you see the trivia for this scene? It says the scene where Bruce uh, Bogtrotter is forced to eat chocolate cake took so mm-hmm. long to film that the call sheet hit an affinity symbol written on the start and end times. Mm-hmm. So so if, if if they held up to that end of the bargain, they're technically still filming this scene 28 <laughs> years after the uh, the movie came out. Keto. Fucking... I love this though because, like, you know, for like a day or like two days, they just let him eat real cake. Oh yeah, and he, he was probably just like, "Fucking, this is the greatest job ever." Well, they they give him this giant piece of cake, which is like almost the size of a cake himself, and then they they reveal the lunch lady brings out the rest of the cake, which is like, how big would you say this freaking thing is? Yeah, that was just one slice of the huge cake he's got to yeah. eat, and she she has like fucking the creepiest. Uh, looking a lunch lady bring it yeah. out and, and mentions that like she put her blood and sweat in there she says it like that like as if she literally bl- bled and sweat into it which is amazing you know what i was thinking about like i, I actually had this thought um the other day uh, when i was watching this when the creepy lunch lady came out i was just like you could easily slide it into the, like this the world of this movie like they showed oh, yeah. it totally showed like the the janitor of the school was like a young or like a robert england before he got oh, burned up i love I, I love that shot right there it's almost like a commercial yeah <laughs> and then they pop in are we seeing the same shot was that the black background that you were seeing yeah yeah, yeah. where it's just okay. like yeah it's fucking kino fucking uh, i the, it's, it's I just his chocolate ass face against a black background <laughs> he looks like he's just like fucking like trying so hard to not throw up he, isn't that like I, I feel bad for him because, like, you, that is the worst thing ever. Like, you, you ever have those times where you're sick and it's just like fucking, yeah. like, somebody's like, oh, I just ordered a pizza. And it's just like, oh, the idea of eating a pizza just, oh, I just want to throw. Even though it's something you fucking love and any other time you'd be like, fuck yes, a pizza. I am so covered in cane right now. But, like, you're ever that sick where it's just like, that's what I'm getting from him right now. You get, He's a good little actor. Yeah, I'm getting those vibes. Yeah, uh, like it totally reminded me that this was a precursor to that Man vs. Food show. Like, <laughs> the, the kid even looks like that guy. So basically, yeah, Matilda basically stands up because basically this is all public humiliation. She's trying to fucking fuck with him psychologically. And fucking Matilda, she's smart enough to to see this. And she gets up and starts egging him on. You can do it, Bruce. And I love that like, it comes into, it turns into this triumphant moment where he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so like he's funny. ready to puke, and then just because they cheer, he can eat like the rest of the cake. 
It's just like, hell yeah, I want to keep... Like, basically, this is like, oh, fucking, it's all crashing down around me. And, like, he picks up the... He licks it clean, licks the fucking uh, thing, the, the tray that the, the fucking cake came out on, and he holds it up above his head in triumph. And then, as if the movie reads your mind, because you're just like, oh, she's going to bring it over his head. But they would never do that in a kid's movie. But then she does it. <laughs> That's the DeVito Kino. And then he burps. It's just like, it's just like it's so perfect. Yeah, when he burps, I totally thought he's gonna start barfing right there. <laughs> like that's such a perfectly crafted scene. It's like imprinted permanently on my brain, and it'll it'll never be gone. And I'm fine with that. I like this too. Like the the CIA guy, the cop guys, Pee Wee Herman, Tracy Walter, the outside. I love how like over and over through the rest of the movie, Matilda comes in and she says, "They're outside. They're cops. They're cops. What? Why would cops be out there, Matilda? Blah, blah. They're cops, Daddy. They're cops." <laughs> she realized that they were cops immediately. Basically, yeah, and these more. She got, she got home from school and just saw them in the car watching TV, and so she comes in and tells them, and they just—I guess they just think she's being paranoid. Yeah, they don't think anything. What? They're just like you think he would like. Oh yeah, I am kind of a, a bad used car salesman, but he never thinks about it. Big Chad, I think. Yeah. Look at that. That I, I'm pretty sure this movie was the first time I was ever introduced to fucking peanut butter and jelly sold as one, and oh, it blew yeah. my fucking. Well, mind. you know what's funny? Like I, like I buy that from time to time. I swear to God, that jar that she was opening. I don't think the packaging has changed ever since. Like the label, I, everything. It looked the same, yeah. Goober, I said yeah. on there. What yeah. do what do you, the thing with fucking the peanut butter and jelly is it's like fucking you, you take the peanut butter, you put it in the cupboard. What do you do with the jelly? You can't put that in the cupboard too, right? You, yeah, I don't you gotta think you're put it in the to. fridge. Yeah, but then but then it makes it too cold, mm-hmm. and then it's hard to spread. It's like yeah. what is the point of this? <laughs> you, you, like when when I moved in my first apartment with my roommate, my buddy roommate, he taught me the secret of peanut butter and jelly, and I never knew this. You fucking make give it. us, give us the fucking scoop, baby. All right, the way I see, I was like a dummy with peanut butter and jelly. I was like sl- swiping that shit out with the, uh, the 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 knife, right, and trying to spread mm-hmm. it. You, what oh. you do is you use a spoon instead. So you scoop it out with a spoon, and you put it on the bread, and then you use like the backside of the spoon to spread it, and it spreads it way easier, even if it's cold. Oh. The kino, the kino, so freaking kino. Or you toast that shit, and it, and it mixes with the coldness. Oh, she get, Matilda got thrown in the chokey. She is. She's getting thrown in the chokey. Do you think she was one of those kids that they had to fucking spray it down, disinfect it afterwards? No. Fucking get all the came off? <laughs> Not the came. I like it. See, I, I made like a more uh, family-friendly version of the joke, and then I just mm. had to go there. I, I just, know, you just made it worse. It. Fucking drive it off the cliff. But we, we, yeah, we passed through the part where fucking, uh, basically Matilda, she's like, fuck it, we gotta, we gotta teach Miss Trenchable a lesson so that she gets the fucking, she gets, uh, what's that called? A fucking, it's like a lizard, but it's like, it's fucking it secretes, yeah, it secretes some kind of, uh, some kind of toxin, that fucking, mm-hmm. and, and they put it in her water, and, mm-hmm. and fucking they get her to drink it, and it's big Chad shit. Because we should, I guess to set it up, every time she walks into like one of the classes or whatever, she's like... They, the kids have to have like a, a pitcher of water and a glass waiting for her, and she screams, "Where's my water?" Blah. 
Exactly. Fucking this movie is basically like Kino. It, 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 Kino on so many levels. Fucking it's got. Uh, it's like Problem Child. It's like fucking. Uh, it's like Carrie. Yeah. It's fucking all these great pieces and uh, fucking uh, amazing. Uh, it, 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 yeah, Mrs. Honey. She notices that Matilda's just gone and fucking and and uh, and she got to go help her out. She got to go get her out of there, out of that fucking chokey. I'm getting so loopy, man, because uh, before I recorded this, I went to uh, my local caffeine emporium around where I live. They get these things called Dutch Bros. You just drive through them. It's kind of mm-hmm. like Starbucks for millennials, but they got all kinds of other drinks. And uh, they do their own energy drink. And I got this this um, Dutch Bros. Rebel energy drink. Blend it. It's so, they're so good, man. But, I mean, you just get instantly cracked out. So I got the Dragon Slayer. It's raspberry flavor, blue raspberry with blackberry drizzle. It's all purple. It's so, like oh, yeah. it tastes so good that I couldn't like help but like drink it fast. And now like the top of my head is just like feels like a cement block and like I'm just so like high off of caffeine right now. Like it's insane. Now like like literally I fucking I, I, I if I'm really quiet I can hear the world shaking basically. I'm yeah. so fucking zoned. I'm so zoned. I know. <laughs> Chad did I mention that this is basically a black comedy for kids? Yeah, like, I, I I was thinking about it that, like, I don't even really think, I mean, I guess technically she has powers and shit, but I don't even know if you can really call this a children's fantasy. It really is like a black comedy. It is. It's, it's very odd. Very yeah. odd. I, I always really like black comedies, too. There's something, something, like, what are some of your favorite? Like, I gotta say that that one that uh, Ro- uh, Robin Williams did is one I mm-hmm. really want to go back and revisit. The world's greatest while. dad. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while that was good. Season. You know what? My favorite black comedy. Remember that that short film? Uh, and I got you to cover it. Aftermath, I think it was called. <laughs> That's your favorite black comedy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The part where he feeds the dog at them. It's hilarious. I, I remember people, yeah, I remember you noticed that it, it gets really funny whenever, because the dog is a really bad effect. Was that, was that you that said that? Yeah, it just like, <laughs> it comes up. I don't think I ever noticed. I was just so shocked by everything else in the movie. I just didn't really notice. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of funny that you could miss something that obvious. That's a good question because I like a lot of like fantasy comedies. I mean, I, I, you know, I like comedies, but like I always like a lot of like fantasy comedies that like have, um, you know, like weird science and shit have like a weird premise. But as far as dark <laughs> comedies, yeah, it's hard to say. Um, mm. It is very niche, yeah. niche genre. It, I feel like all, like pretty much all the ones from like the last twenty, thirty years were all directed by Bobcat Goldwaite. <laughs> You know, probably, maybe, yeah. Yeah, like, I can't even, I guess uh, Tim Burton shit kind of leans more towards fantasy, but, like, Mm -hmm. uh, Edward Scissorhands and his version of Dark Shadows, they're kind of, like, black comedies, but then they have, like, a lot of fantasy, you know? I watched that movie, Thank You for Smoking. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's been a while, but, yeah, I like it. I like the part where the, the patches. Oh, yeah. I, uh, it gave me it gave me People vs. Larry Flint vibes, mm-hmm. which is not a movie I really like. That wasn't that the, the uh, Thank You for Smoking, wasn't that the debut of our boy Jason Reitman? Oh, it might have been, yeah. might have been, 
Might have been. Hell yeah. Fucking here we go. We're getting ready. See, we were we were just basically progressing. We were fucking we were just basically pretending like we weren't fucking on the edge of our seat waiting to watch her drink the fucking water that's got the fucking lizard piss in it that makes you fucking it it makes her go she doesn't drink it i forgot it fucking spills on her yeah well well, matilda makes the glass like fly and she she shoots the yeah and like they do like 10 different effects on that because like first there was a shot of the real new like swimming in the glass and then they cut to like a dummy version while the glass was shaking it's like and it's way way more fucking like uh official looking it looks it reminded me of those like remember those things you used to put in water and they'd get bigger oh yeah the they weren't shrinky dinks that was like the opposite that was the shit that were like shrinking the oven but yeah i can't remember what they were called but yeah fucking is like a little a little plastic thing you put in the water all of a sudden it's fucking capsule yeah it's like a dinosaur or whatever it's I, like a really, a really fucking slow-acting uh, Skolinski uh, fucking uh, blow-up ray. From you know the only time I had those? It was pretty cool. It came in a cool little, like, plastic. I had Gremlins ones, and it, it turned into the Gremlin stripe. It had the, came in, like, this little, like, kind of egg thing you opened up, and it had the whatever in there, and it turned into this. I remember it was, like, rubbery and, like, you know, but, like, once it dried out, it kind of just, like, fell apart, you know? Toys were cool. They were like the ones you get, like those those uh, things that blow up in the water. I see them in the grocery store now, but it's obvious from the the pictures that it's just like a sponge, basically. Mm-hmm. Like they look spongy. The one I had, the Gremlin one, I had a stripe. It was actually like some rubbery shit once it blew up. Fucking Chad. Fucking yeah, Chad. But yeah, basically, uh, fucking our, our girl Matilda. She just realized, basically, uh, she didn't re- she didn't mean to make the fucking glass fall over it yeah. happened by accident she was so anticipating waiting yeah, for her to wait drink for her, that. Uh, the bitch principal to drink it so now she realizes like fucking i i can control it but uh, like at first she doesn't know how to hone it quite yeah and, and fucking yeah mrs honey she well you think she's called mrs honey because she, her honey pie is just fucking as sweet as honey that's her what pussy. i figured it was our boy ro he knew what he was doing it's, it's gotta be that, that's the only thing that makes sense I was like, I wonder who's hotter, like Miss Honey in this movie or um, the teacher from Billy Madison. I think it was Bridget Wilson. Fucking, uh, it's amazing. Fucking, I want to see a movie where they just, they're the only two fucking teachers at uh, at a fucking uh, big Stacy University, basically. Speaking of, oh, you know, you know what a good black comedy is? Is, uh, and I kind of want to do it for this, but like it's never available on streaming or anything. You ever see my, our, our boy Cusack? You ever see uh, the Ice Harvest with him and Billy Bob Thornton? I haven't. That's a good dark comedy. Chad, that reminds me. I did get fucking uh, Crazy Summer, the other movie from the Better Off Dead. Oh, guy. I did too. Uh, yeah, there was a guy on Podbean request we do it back when we did Better Off Dead, and I was like, yeah, like I because we had talked about it. So now that you have a copy, I think we can make that happen. Chad, I've never seen it. Fucking, I am excited. But summer's almost over, so technically we probably won't record it in summer, but I don't think anybody will give a shit. Because when we release Christmas uh, episodes on Christmas, nobody listens to them. But when we we release Orgasm on Christmas, everybody comes. Chad, everybody comes. Mm -hmm. And and that's why it's so crazy. It's just a crazy summer. Fucking, we we release it after summer's over. We fucking, we just, just when you thought you figured out all the questions, we changed the 
uh, answers. Exactly. Now, this is the origin right here, like a flashback of uh, Miss Honey. And, like, I could have sworn they got one of the younger Matildas to play Miss Honey as a kid. It was kind of weird. Very similar. The, the shots remind me of fucking a little girl from a Slumber Party Massacre or something. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking. Or what, what, which movie was that? Was, I think that was Slumber Party Massacre. Just random shots of a little girl at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's like. Fucking, I don't remember this subplot in the movie. It's because I always remember Kind of sleepaway so. camp, too, when they show, like, the young little girl Angela or whatever. Mm-hmm. And fucking, they hide the fact that it's Miss Honey for, like, a second. And then yeah, they just like half, right a, half a minute, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so basically her story was her mom died, and then, like, you know, her family was rich, so her and her dad lived in the mansion, and then her, uh, who, who was the, the mean principal? Was, like, her cousin or her, her aunt or something? Fucking her aunt. Yeah. And she ends up living with her, and uh, she, yeah, she's abusive. Basically, it's like a parallel to Matilda with her parents, kind of. And it's kind of funny too, because Matilda's like smarter than Miss Honey, because she tells the story that like, you know, her dad died, and Matilda's like, like, how did he die? And they're like, Miss Honey's like, well, the police said it was a suicide, but like, Matilda figures it out in like two seconds. It's obvious that uh, exactly. the principal lady. Uh, poisoned her dad killed him she's literally better than every forensic scientist that ever existed did you ever watch the spin-off show to this they had in the early 2000s csi matilda <laughs> i wouldn't watch that i, I would watch totally that. It. It, it sounds like fucking that has to start out with the dankest fucking who song yeah we won't be fooled again <laughs> fucking hell yeah chad I always thought oh. that was weird as shit that CSI started out with a Who song. Like, what the Who? Fuck that. I don't know. They're just like, we need a fucking catch. Why write a catchy jingle when you could just take a song that's already popular, everybody yeah. knows it, and just use it? Why not? You know the guys that uh, that came up with the show Law & Order were kicking themselves because they came up with the whole, like, dun-dun. Hell yeah. Dun-dun. Hell yeah. Fuckers. They're like, oh, I, we, we could have just took a, a freaking ACDC tour from the 70s. Exactly. Everybody would have loved it. Talking oh, about my generation. She, she got all serious there. She looked like her yeah. fucking, her cousin Ben whenever he finds out the yeah. fucking, someone in school taught something he doesn't like or something. <laughs> fucking he gets when he all, finds out one of the teachers was trans, he gets mad. He, he finds out they're, 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 they're trying to... Uh, Fucking teach kids that shit like that exists or something. He's really angry. I like this this black cat that uh, scares the uh, principal lady here. It's real funny how it jaunts around. Exactly. This is what you do though when you're the king. You fucking you, you you get the scared of the fucking uh, the the trenchable. She mm. looks all badass, but she's scared of the fucking cat. She's all superstitious yeah. and shit. You can see the camera guy right there. Did you see that? No, I didn't see it. Fucking walking in towards the camera, in towards the car. Like, I, 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 saw I gotta let you on on a secret, Zach. I'm watching a very, very, very special edition of this film. One special that you, pro- you probably couldn't even find if you wanted to, but Netflix sent it to me anyway. Not only am I watching Matilda on standard definition DVD, I'm watching it full screen, baby. King. So King. if people don't know, when you put a full screen DVD on a widescreen TV... Is is actually a really good option because it um it it lets you see the movie as Zack Snyder intended, and it, 
and, and it also keeps the left and the right side of the screen black, so you're using 33% less energy, and you're saving the environment while you're watching this copy of Matilda. King. Fucking. He's eco-friendly and the fucking king of Pino, the goat, over here. This is probably the version uh, Matilda's mom saw before she passed. She, she probably saw the full frame. It's possible. Back then, yeah, we didn't the have a widescreen TV. The people bring up that fucking uh, Stanley Kubrick. He didn't want his shit coming. Uh, we disrespected his legacy by fucking putting out. Uh, that's probably why. It's just because mm-hmm. he didn't think that'd be the standard. Fucking, we would. We, well, he yeah. did. He probably just didn't want fucking black bars on the top and bottom. Well, it's just really stupid too, because it's like, oh yeah, Stanley Kubrick wanted his films full frame. It's like, well, I was actually old enough that I saw Full Metal Jacket and Eyes Wide Shut in the theater, and they were not full frame. So, how did he really want the movie? Okay. Oh, you had just had an old master laying around that you wanted to reuse. Okay. King. King. We Maybe he just was crazy. Maybe he baby. just liked the square. I like squares. There are there are movies there are movies made now that have like the artistic touch, and they're like fucking. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they just like that square look. Wouldn't it be funny if Stanley Kubrick was one of those guys <laughs> with his his tube TV? He's like, I like the movie to take up my whole screen. And it's like, but Stanley, you made this movie. He's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I wasn't even paying attention to the, the fucking <laughs> size. He's like my OCD and autism. <laughs> What a, <laughs> had me had me do eighty seven takes of how Sidney Pollock put the wine glass down, but I don't give a shit if the left and the right picture is yeah. missing. <laughs> That's why fucking that would have been. What if he we 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 build an AI where it's like fucking Stanley Kubrick. We we fucking we let it read Stanley Kubrick's biography all the time. Fucking teach it everything Stanley Kubrick. No, we we've recalculated how his AI would be, uh, Stanley. Tell us the secrets, and he just he just drops the red pill on us, and he's like, would we believe it or would we just say, oh, it's a, he's got a virus or something? <laughs> yeah, Stanley was a genius. <laughs> oh, uh, I forgot to mention that's uh that's the writer of Matilda, her uh, dad there. Oh yeah, and the pictures. Fucking those are the pictures of the writer. I forget his name, but fucking he is the Roe from Rover's Weight or something. The Roe Doll, yeah. Exactly. And uh, he also wrote <clears throat> Big Fucking Giant, BFG. That's, he did. That's, that's totally what that means, right? That's what I assume. Yeah. Or Big Fucking Guy. Did you ever see the porn versions called BFD, Big Fucking Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> Big Fucking King. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, I, I was going to mention too, you know what fucking, what would have made this movie fucking a 10 out of 10? Mm. Is if fucking Danny DeVito, he did everything right. He should have got fucking Tom Waits to do the score. And fucking the, the main theme should have just been that song where he says waltzing Matilda, but he just changes it to fucking watching Matilda. Oh, you come watching Matilda with me. Fucking I would I would come instantly like he, they just let him do that with the with the score. Just like take one of your songs, be all meta and just. Just talk about how you're going to come and watch Matilda with us. Do you ever think when Tom Waits, like, sneezes real hard, like, little uh, bits of old broken razor blades fly out of the back of his throat? I hope so. I hope so. I I was actually, I I thought of that because I was listening to fucking Real Gone, the album Real Gone. And I was like, dude, this this is literally a death metal album. 
<laughs> Convince me it's not. Convince me it's not. Well, it probably is. He's a, he's a rocker. He's, he's doing a death growl through the whole thing. Now, this is, this is what I was talking about, Zach, is like Danny DeVito Kino as a director, like they're in this hijinks where they're, they're sneaking around this mansion that used to belong to Miss Honey's family or whatever. And her and Matilda get separated and the principal comes home and she like hears somebody and she's like chasing around trying to find out who's in her house or whatever. But like this is a good 20 minutes of the running time. This is just this one scene of her trying to find who's in her house. Yeah, forget about that. What do you think of the pacing of this? I'm not sure if, if I, I'm not sure if it, like I definitely still love the movie, but I don't know if it'd be. I don't know if I'd say I love the movie. Like it's definitely at least an eight out of ten. I'd say I'd say it holds up uh, at least there. But I remember as a kid, this was just like fucking. This is a ten out of ten at least. I yeah, I like it. I actually really like this movie. Um, like the scenes that go on for like forever and ever. I actually like it because it reminds me like this movie came out in '96, but it reminds me like kind of more of like the movies that were in the '80s where like they really never worried about people's attentions like spans and they just like like they just committed to it and like just the hijinks went on forever and ever and you got to like draw out long because the, the movie itself like isn't that long it's mm-hmm. uh an hour 38 minutes so it's still 20 minutes shy of two hours so i mean yeah they could have trimmed this all down to like a little under 90 minutes if they wanted to but i'm kind of glad they didn't because i kind of yeah. it, ma- it makes the movie more memorable for me personally I think it works. I, I, I'm always hesitant to like rate a movie when I watch the movie just to record a podcast because yeah. I always know that like when I'm rewatching a movie, I want to wait till I'm like in the perfect mood because it's like I know that movie. I know what kind of mood I want to be in when I watch it. Usually when I watch this movie, it's like it's fucking nine out of ten. Well, this is like I don't know. Would I give it an eight? This stuff? fucking it's probably a nine out of ten at least. I love this movie. Yeah, like I mean. Because, like I said, I was already a young adult when this movie came out, so I had no interest in it being a kid's movie. Like, if this would have came out when I was, like, 15 or 16, like, me and my dad would have still went to see it. Like, we always went to see, you know, even still kids' movies. Like, I remember when I was, I don't know how old I was, but they they came out with, like, new versions of Dennis the Menace and Mm. Little Rascals and, you know. I I like that Dennis the Menace movie. Yeah. Fucking, fucking Christopher Lloyd literally is just playing a fucking greasy pedophile, hanging out, and fucking, <laughs> hanging out in the fucking kid yard. Just is he? Mis- I can't remember. Is he Mr. Wilson in it? He's the fucking uh, the, the guy that's tried that ends up kidnapping him. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like fucking, doesn't he like do something like uh, fucking? Dennis does some hijinks and fucking basically he's like uh, he, he feeds him a bunch of beans and he's like getting all bloated and trying to fart and shit. amazing film amazing film <laughs> I thought there film. was a part where he like he locked Dennis in the basement or something fucking there's so much Kino for one movie it's hard to remember it's and then remember. Um, yeah I always remember Mason Gamble some kid named Mason Gamble uh, played Dennis the Menace and like they made a big deal of it like I think they were trying to make him like the new Macaulay Culkin or something Oh yeah, he was probably too old by the time Dennis the Menace came out, or they probably couldn't afford him. But could you imagine how much of a classic Dennis the Menace would have came out if they would have had Mac Calkin playing? Fucking, uh, I I can't imagine. I can only fucking dream. You know who played the mom to Dennis in that movie though? I can't remember because I'm getting confused with Leave It to Beaver. But I remember one of them, Janine Turner, played the Stacy ass fifties mom. Who was it in Dennis the Menace? another Stacey ass 50s mom was Leah Thompson oh that's even better 
with blonde hair, a, oh a blonde in that movie. So when, so when are we going to do the commentary for that one? Fucking uh, right after this one. Yeah. Right after. No, Wait, but you got the Blu-ray. <laughs> I don't I have don't the Blu-ray. 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 <laughs> but um, yeah, like like it's kind of weird because like I said, like I just remember the trailer for this movie, and then like I remember the cover, you know, seeing it on you know whatever VHS, DVD, whatever, in the stores. So, like, I just was, to me, just the cover was always just the little girl's face, and I kind of, like, never thought about the movie. So, like, when I watched this, I didn't really have any nostalgia for, like, the actual movie, because it wasn't like, oh, I remember, you know, going to see this when I was younger. But when mm-hmm. I watched it, I still had nostalgia for the style of filmmaking, like, like those those up-angle camera shots they had of, like, the, you know, the, like, the zoom into people's faces to make it more cartoony and wacky. Like, I missed that kind of whole over-the-top um filmmaking style for kids films back then for not even just kids films like a lot of like family films pg rated films back then would be like that mm-hmm. now, I was, like, I was, this is a scene where the mom rhea perlman has the two cops in her house and she totally does it she thinks they're speedboat salesman and she's like entertaining them and like i was getting like slightly aroused because i totally thought she was going to do like a double hand job here she kind of looks like she's flirting with him. Yeah, bit. yeah, big time. <laughs> she's like all over him. And then, and then, and then, okay, check out Devito. He's like, "What's going on? Is this a hot tub party? Get the hell out of here!" And he, and then, like, he calls them surfer dudes. Like they're like the nerdiest guys in in uh, dress clothes and shit. And then later, uh, I forget what he says. He says something. And he calls them like male bimbos or male models or something. He, he's just surfer dude bodybuilders. Yeah. <laughs> Or no, he says male strippers. That was like another thing where I'm like, this movie's like, wait, yeah, I should be able to come home without having to wade through male strippers. Like, this movie's totally more adult than you would think it would be. Oh, I remember, I remember we watched this in school. Was uh... sorry for that. Like, I picked up my drink and uh, it was stuck to my wooden coaster because the condensation and it just blew out everybody's ears listening on headphones. Sorry about that. Fucking, isn't that funny how fucking the pussy of the can can get wet? Yeah, I know. It's horrible. The can's pussy got wet. That's so funny. Really. I'll see. I'll like, see if I can edit it out when I edit this. But you, you might as well leave it there because that's fucking. That's literally. That's that's the fucking awesome shit. Dragon Slayer. We're we're hitting right now. We're hitting when fucking our girl. She's oh, figured yeah. out how to do it. She's figured out how to uh, hone her power. Uh, and, and like I don't know how to describe it. Zach, but but these are like this type of special effects that I like. Like she starts making all the shit fly around the house, and some of it you can tell is animated. Some of it you can mm-hmm. tell is household items uh, flying around on wire. Some of it's like kind of digitally composited. In, but these are the kind of special effects I like. Yeah, it's like it works for the whimsical nature. Yeah, of like, like it's live action, but you almost get like a cartoon feel. Like I don't know how to describe it. I like movies like I love adult movies like that more mm-hmm. than anything too. Like when whenever like it's fucking like uh, the, the, if I ever made a movie, I'd probably like try to hit that tone at some point. It might be because I have the full frame version, but that one shot where he's looking down the end of the spoon, you can see the wire that was like inserted into the end of the spoon. And she just totally just pointed everything in the house, making it all spin around. And she she pulls it out, fucking holds it up to the camera like it's a fucking commercial. Amazing. <laughs> that that must have fucking twisted the knife so hard and fucking Ben Shapiro's like she's already fucking selling advertisement in some movies. He's Fuck. like it'll be years before I have to. There is some good CGI here, like you could tell like the cards and the poker chips flying around the room. But I mean, it's good CGI. Like, Chad. 
You ever, you ever notice they never do it now in movies, um, Zach? Is uh, the the key to like having CGI be like believable is you got to have the camera be far away from the CGI object so you can make the CGI object small so you can't see it too much up close. Now they always mm. like do a shot where like whatever CGI object is like right huge in the middle of the frame you can tell it's a cartoon. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, she's she literally has the entire like uh, front room like just dancing like at the end of fucking Beetlejuice over here. You know what it looked like what it remind me of? Do you I, I don't know if you probably have seen this movie recently but like the the movie Poltergeist where the, like the paranormal mm. investigators like come into the house and they open up the kids room and it's just all the toys in the room spinning around the room and shit. That's what okay. it looked like. So fucking king like fucking that's exactly what I'd do if I found out I had powers like that. Yeah. Well, we got to talk about this here because, like, now the cops are like they're they're sneaking into uh, illegally Matilda's garage and trying to set up a video camera to do whatever. And uh, she's like moving this box around and screwing with them and stuff. I really thought, like, like seriously, like I thought, like, first of all, I was blown away because I was like, shit, she really has powers. Like until that scene happened, I didn't really think she did have powers. Like even mm. the scene with the the newt or whatever, the toad, like whatever it was, the lizard. I thought it just jumped out of the thing and she imagined it. So when this movie of like only like twenty five minutes left, I think commits to the fact that she has magical carry powers, and then the cops show up and are like, "Oh, we're just going to do what we want and break in these people's houses." I really thought this was going to become like a Home Alone ripoff at this point, and she was going to be using the magic powers to keep them out of the house. <laughs> okay, yeah, it could have. You know what's funny too is I never really thought of it. Like uh, because I saw this when I was a kid, I just know the plot. I remember when it was coming out. I remember the the uh the poster but you probably didn't see the original poster you probably saw the dvd poster and stuff but like the original poster had basically her sitting there like that but it had like all the floating shit around really her. no yeah i don't yeah. remember that at all yeah so and that was like part of the trailer like, that, that should that should have been like the vhs cover the dvd cover like every cover i've ever seen is just a close-up of her face smiling unless i'm maybe i'm Maybe, yeah, maybe I'm thinking of, like, a clamshell VHS cover. Maybe, yeah, hard telling. Fucking, I, I'm pretty sure there was something kind of, like, cluing you in yeah. on, like, because, it, yeah, it's easy to kind of forget that that, uh, that that's a plot point. It is kind of, like, fucking, uh, I wonder if the original short story or story, like, was probably, it was probably way more, well, it's hard telling. It could have been like this, too, like, she finds out towards the end. And then she she uses it to fucking uh, the, the, these these effects are very very keto very keto look at that yeah Fuck yeah it. I'm looking it up there's a million different posters of it it's hard to say what the original one was they just they just reverse they just had him put a carrot in his mouth and then blow it out and just reverse the shot probably you know, I know. that's how it is well the carrot like she made the like the, her brother throws a carrot at her and she like stops it in midair and makes it fly back and hit him in the mouth like I thought that shit was like going to go straight down his throat but it just stopped at his teeth choke him to death mm-hmm. fucking as he's dying fucking zombies just show up and start pulling his intestines out and he, he tells her to choke fucking throws the carrot back at her like an act of defiance they gotta they gotta let us think of that movie again because they already referenced it once i literally just got this idea and i looked it up and yes it's true there are actually people with matilda tattoos from this movie king you think they're just simps from R. wilson they wanted to meet her one day and be Could like be. fucking look what i got maybe they were kids when they saw the movie they fell in love with her they're like a fucking 
Yeah, when I was a kid, I wanted some of that Matilda pussy, and I'm a, I'm a grown adult now, and I want some of that Matilda pussy. Fucking Mara Wilson pussy. Plato. <laughs> yeah, I realize, I realize, like fucking, uh, I realize, like fucking. Well, if you're if you're an adult now, and you still want the kid Mara Wilson pussy. That's that's, that's there's something wrong with that. There's something wrong something with that. seriously you, wrong with that. You should, you should probably tell somebody about that. Get some help. <laughs> the, Did you notice when she's like on the rooftop here, like straddling the rooftop, climbing around on it, like? The top, like, layer that she's sitting on is, like, made out of sponges. Like, the tiles are, like, rubbery sponge tiles. I guess they didn't want her to actually climb on, like, a hard-ass roof. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice. The yeah. fucking, that, that fucking uh, scary doll there. Mm-hmm. What does she call it again? I think it's called... It, it, I'm confused now because I looked at the trivia and, like, originally it was called Lucy Doll, but I think they changed it in the movie. I think it is Lucy Doll. I think it's just spelt with an I. I think it's just her name was pronounced. Uh, if I remember right, that's like the wife of the the writer. Of, uh, yeah, I couldn't Matilda. remember if it, I couldn't tell from the way the trivia was if that was the name of the wife or the daughter. I couldn't tell. I want to say it is pronounced Lucy Doll. I've always thought that's what she said in the movie, unless I was already mishearing it too. Unless you were already based. I was already based and come pilled. At a very Tino pill with this film. We're seeing, yeah, basically she is at this point. Fucking, she went, her and Miss Honey, fucking they went, and uh, uh, she, she found out all the backstory behind the trench bullshit, and now she came back at night, she's like, fucking, because Miss Honey, she, she basically told her, like, fucking, you know, uh, basically they had, uh, the, the dad died, she was very abusive, and then fucking, like, one day she got out and fucking never went back, so it was like, fucking... And Matilda's like, I want to get fucking a Lucy doll, fucking uh, Mrs. Honey's doll that's get still in there. For her, yeah. And while she's fucking going through that little adventure, trying to get that back, she's just fucking with with the trench bull a little bit here. And she's a teacher less. Principal Trench Bull, that's her name. Principal Trench Bull. People listening probably like, like, what the hell are they saying? Like, you ever hear that? <laughs> People are saying like weird words on a podcast. What What does Trenchable mean? I've never heard. Of, is that just I, her last name? Yeah, Trenchable. Yeah, just her last name. I was saying it like it was like a thing you could be at a school. Is that funny how yeah, movies shape the, the movies shape the way we think of things like that? Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck it. I was letting you guys know that I'm like very low T, low IQ, but very high Kino. When I did that, is I'm okay with it. It's, it's funny how you're talking about Christopher Lloyd, because um, I was like, so like, this is so weird. DeVito uh, does the narration for the movie and he plays the dad. Because, I mean, his dad, his evil dad voice is more like, eh, blah, 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 whatever. But, like, yeah, like, he just does it like, I'm Danny DeVito and I'm narrating the story. But, I mean, you can still, still tell it's like the same guy's, like, voice or whatever. Like, yeah. I was I was even thinking, like, he should have got Christopher Lloyd, because Christopher Lloyd has a real distinctive uh, singing, or singing voice, uh, speaking voice, and uh, they yeah. did Taxi. When I was a kid, Taxi was, like, a big-ass TV show. Like, I don't know if it was still on First Run or if it was just reruns, but Taxi was I, a big I, I need to watch that show. I've always heard it. Yeah. It was pretty, like, good from what I remember, because, like, even as a kid, I liked the cast, like, like uh, Christopher Lloyd kind of stole the show, and DeVito was good on it, and then... Like, even as a kid, I always, like, had a crush on Mary Lou Henner, and Tony Danza was good on the show, too. And I'm oh, yeah. blanking on the other guy's name. Andy was, Kaufman. Oh, yeah, Andy Kaufman. And there was, like, one other guy that was kind of, like, one of the straight guys, one of the cab drivers. He was kind of oh, yeah. just, like, not as 
silly kind of like one of the regular characters but uh yeah taxi was a good show even as a young like a real young kid i watched it look she fucking matilda has been able this is the first like uh fucking what's what that called the fucking the, the fucking uh dent in the armor if you will yeah. of, of the of trenchable yeah like this is like a horror movie here like i don't even think we really explained it but uh she's she's making the principal think that her house is haunted but then mm -hmm. she finds matilda's a head like uh ribbon or whatever on the lawn and she immediately knows it's matilda it's like she's all like some scary ass ghost shit like why would you think a child would be able to pull that off like fucking i would just assume it was the fucking the, the it belonged to the ghost child that yeah. fucking is haunting me now it's like all of a sudden this movie turns into the changeling or whatever exactly fucking matilda shops at the same store this fucking little kid does i would never assume it was matilda did you ever watch that movie the changeling when you were a kid i didn't see that until way later yeah like i watched it as a super young kid and i just remember like I, like i got a copy of it i bought it not too long ago but i haven't watched it but like i just remember there was like a scary scene of like a ball rolling down a hallway that like scared the shit out of me as a kid mm, yeah that fucking uh yeah we're, we're leading up to the third act here we're fucking uh basically we'll, in a way this is kind of a revenge story revenge story oh basically. big time fucking uh this is uh get... the movie that um uh inspired quentin tarantino's kill bill exactly I always remember this scene where she shows Mrs. Honey that fucking she has the power and it, and it finally works. And because I always remember thinking like, I didn't expect that. Usually in movies like this, the the, the adult never finds out. Never right? believes, yeah. Yeah. So like here she finds out and it, it doesn't really change much. It's just like no. Because uh, by the end of the movie, it's just like it's not like Matilda loses her powers. It's like now now she has her powers. And uh, fucking, she she vowed to never use them again, but she still uses uses it to fucking grab a book that she can't reach or something. Fucking, it, it almost sets it up like it's there's gonna be a sequel. They could do it. Fucking, uh, fucking, I, I'm I'm surprised Ben Shapiro isn't fucking calling Mara Wilson now. Like fucking, like, let me do the sequel. Fucking, we can do it for Daily Wire films. Fucking, uh, we could, we could put all kinds of based and fucking Daily uh, Wire. <laughs> exactly. He'll exactly. he'll do the narration for all of them too. I always I always notice how weird and kind of goofy that effect looks in particular. Like they mm -hmm. they made it too elaborate. Like look how fucking steady that that rises and that looks. Yeah. So there, it's like fuck it. I would have just had a green screen guy. It looked like she just flipped off that calendar and it fell. It did. Fucking, I like how Miss that's... Honey had to grab the water pitcher out of there. Exactly. Something about the way it raises up. It's just like, you could have literally just had a guy standing there wearing a green suit, and he could have picked it up. It looks like you literally tied it to, like, a fucking pulley system. This this lifts up so steady. You didn't have to do that, Danny. Maybe that was his Kino shit. He, he was being OCD, like our boy uh, Stanley Kubrick, and he's like, it has to look a certain way. Speaking of DeVito as a director, I was just looking at this right now. Like He, he kind of got his start with short films in the 70s. And then he directed a bunch of um, TV shows, like, you know, just episodes of TV shows in the 80s, I guess, to get ready. So, like, he had kind of, like, a somewhat short, like, keep in mind, like, I'm shocked, but our boy DeVito is 77 years old. But his first, like, full-length movie he directed was 1987's Throw Mama from the Train. I love that movie, too. Yeah, that was a big hit. And then two years later, he did The War of the Roses, that movie with Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas. That was a big hit. 
like something about the way like yeah he does these comedies they're fucking they're very kind of just like kind of throwaway ideas but he makes them fun yeah or he takes them yeah your mic crackled but yeah and then 92 he did hoffa which uh with uh, jack nicholson i remember that being pretty good and then 96 he followed hoffa with matilda 2002 he did death of smoochie which was trying to be like a really weird dark version of barney and then 2003 he did duplex and ever since then he's only done he did a tv movie called queen bee in 2005 i never heard of it then he did a bunch of shorts and uh i think that's it he's got duplex is pretty fun for what it is too like that's kind of that's a good date movie i think he has a movie in completion i'm guessing it's a feature like he hasn't directed a a full-length movie theatrical movie since 2003 it says he's completed a movie called saint sebastian starring william fickner lance reddick and the uh, whatever synopsis is survivors in a post-apocalyptic russia after a nuclear war fucking I I only expect the most Kino. I only expect the most Kino from the man who who greenlit and made happen Pulp Fiction. People exactly. don't realize that. Well, not only that, with Jersey Films, I forgot to mention. Pretty much back to back, he produced the Jerky Boys movie and then Matilda. King. I know. What a fucking double feature. So so this scene, um, uh, Principal Trunchbull. Uh, she's convinced that it was just Matilda uh, doing elaborate tricks on her, even though she saw the shit fly across the room. <laughs> and now Matilda picks up the chalk and uh, writes a note saying, like, oh, this is uh, Magnus, which is Miss Honey's uh, father that she killed. And she mm-hmm. says, uh, you know, uh, leave them alone. Uh, you know, if you don't, I'll, I'll fix them the way you fix me and all that. She's made a guess, and uh, hopefully she fucking if if she's wrong and uh, Miss Trenchable didn't kill him, she's like, "What the fuck? He blames me for a suicide? How's that work?" Yeah, <laughs> but she's still scared. She's still terrified. What if what if we get a sequel and that's what it is? It's just her. <laughs> like Matilda isn't even there. It's just fucking. She's living in like a fucking mental asylum with a straitjacket on and shit. Well, the reason I bring this scene up is, like, this was in the trivia, Zach, on IMDb, and, like, I can't believe this, but if this is true, this is so based and red-pilled, you wouldn't believe. Well, zero, baby. It says, Matilda writing on a chalkboard with the power of her mind was an idea later used by Stephen King and Dr. Sleep, his book sequel to The Shining, to send someone a message. Could you imagine Stephen King ripping this movie off? Fucking, uh, I, I, I just did. Fucking, he did it. We just read about it. Or unless you made that trivia up. No, no, it's on IMDb. Anybody can go see it. Oh, right here. When I was watching this earlier, this shot of her falling, I want, I want so bad to make an edit where it fucking just shows her falling and then it cuts to Annie, <laughs> Annie from fucking Misery hitting the fucking typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. This shot reminds me so much of her fucking falling. I, I almost expected to see a typewriter show up and her to just hit her head on it for no reason. Check this out, baby. It says uh, DeVito wanted Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen to play Matilda, but they were busy making the movie Takes Two. I think that's the one with Steve Gutenberg. Um, another memorable Kino film. I, I, I watched that a lot growing up. I'm pretty sure this it movie It Takes Two? Enough. Yeah, I did, yeah. Was that one of like, the movies? That had to be, yeah. The one with Steve, that was one of the ones that like came out because I remember they had like a lot of like videos you could just buy in Walmart. This is the best special effect here of the kid just flying around. <laughs> Trunchbull throws him out of the the window, and Matilda just makes him fly around like Superman. I love she how turned, he... 
Exactly. But the effect is actually good. I mean, it's all green screen, the kid flying, but it's it's actually not bad. There's a little bit of wire work. But uh, here's some here's some good um, trivia too. Miss Trunchbull's mansion was later used as the Omega Beta's sorority house in Scream Two. Fucking oh my god! There's so much fucking Kino. I love it. I love it. See, look, fucking right here. She could easily kill the Trunchbull, but they don't go that dark. What if they did? What if she, what if she just fucking? Oh yeah. She she puts her in the chokey and fucking because she's like bigger than the other kids or something. It fucking she yeah. gets she's she's tall enough to get impaled, impaled by that on spike. The spikes, yeah. Would would you feel bad for it? It's like you put the kids in there. <laughs> like uh, I don't know. Fucking would it be justified? Could could we justify murder in this children's film? I think we could. I was thinking about it, and I was like, this movie has been so dark leading up to this point. Like I was just kind of like. I didn't get the greetings from Asbury Park Lunchbox. It was just weird. Was that like a nod to the Bruce Springsteen like album cover? Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Hel- can... Helen Hunt and Tori Amos were considered for the role of Miss Honey. Oh, yes. Fucking... Tori I'm... Amos in this movie. I'm glad the people that were cast were cast. I'm glad we didn't get fucking uh, Michelle Tanner as Matilda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Mara Wilson as Matilda fucking big big chad shit this movie's fucking there's so much chad energy going on there's just so much fucking uh, our boy danny dequino is, is what we should be calling him danny dequino this was danny dequino's first experience with filming in the super 35 format on a movie that he directed so that's probably why there's a full frame version of this movie super 35 is just a I know it's a film stock camera used a lot in the 80s where you just shoot it all square frame and you just mat it down for the theater. Mm-hmm. Is that one you like, uh, fuck it, uh, Throw Mama from the Train? That's another black comedy. Yeah, like, I liked it as a kid. Like, I remember, like... It's one it... of those movies, like, I, I, I really love it, but I, I feel like the ending is just kind of like a mess. Like, they didn't know how yeah, to end it or something. Like, like, the best part of the movie, even, even from what I remember of it, the best part of the movie is, like, the first half where he's, like, meeting him and, like, he's trying to convince him to kill his mom for him or whatever. <laughs> a but, fun yeah, idea I, for I would totally, I would actually totally be down to watch it because I totally remember that movie coming out. Fucking, I, I got that movie on Blu-ray. Oh, awesome. The only bad thing about it is that fucking it doesn't have another scene where fucking his mom gets her head smashed and oh, obliterated. Oh, cut it. <laughs> Spe- speaking of which, Deadly Friend, holy shit. Like, uh, I covered that a couple years ago. And then you want to talk about a sleeper hit of a, of a podcast episode, baby. Just downloading, downloading over the years. People going nuts on Deadly Friend. That, that made me excited to watch it fucking when I got that. I'm... Fucking, it's it, very Kino, very Kino. Fucking our boy, the goat. He's always reminding us. See, they they foreshadowed this. Fucking, if only Mrs. Honey could have been the mother of Matilda. Yeah. Like how how happy they were. Perfect. And I I noticed while watching it this time that this is kind of this is kind of a a cute way to kind of uh, bring the idea to kids that like fucking sometimes like you know. Sometimes your parents aren't the best guardian for. Sometimes, like some parents, just they're not they're they're not ready to be parents. Sometimes, so I think this is like a, a lesson. Uh, it's good to fucking let kids know sometimes that they can be adopted by their uh, school teachers that love them oh, way yeah. more than the real parents. 
Exactly. Do you, Fucking, think, but, do you think... but it's woke, and we shouldn't have that in the movie, too. <laughs> you think it's woke to have the, the teachers adopt the Any, kids? Anything besides the fucking mother and father, uh, go. <laughs> anything besides the mother and father is woke So these that's, days. that's why Ben's been har- harboring the resentment towards his... Uh, cousin all these years it's really it really is kind of just becoming that at this point where where woke used to mean something but now it it literally is just like fuck progressive like anything like that's kind of what it is at this point i think see i i kind of have like a reverse thing with like i know a lot of people complain about entertainment being too woke these days and i kind of have the opinion that when everything's woke nothing's woke anymore exactly now we're all sleeping yeah but I was gonna say because like this in this wraps up and it, it's really funny and convenient. This is another thing I like about this movie. It's just willing to be wacky. Is Matilda printed out some adoption papers, which I don't know how you could do that without being like a legal adoption agency in terms of making it a binding contract. But she's had adoption papers uh, sitting in her pocket. She says when ever since she was old enough to Xerox, and basically she's been waiting to find somebody that her parents could sign her over to to just dump her off. Because uh, mm-hmm. Devito, he finally got busted on his stolen car parts business. He has, and they're, they're on, I think they said they're on the way to Guam or something. So literally in thirty seconds, they just wrap up the movie by having them sign some paperwork that basically just gives their kid to Miss Honey. Fucking the king, king way to do it. Fucking and now fucking uh, she gets Mrs. Honey. Fucking Big Stacy, like she's got a mm-hmm. milf mom just right out of the fucking gate, and exactly. your mom's a teacher and shit. Like how many like friends who are dudes are gonna be hanging out at her house just like dude fucking matilda i'd really want to fuck your mom fucking uh, let her know let well, her yeah, know like, yeah I, I was thinking about that yeah let your mom know matilda matilda <laughs> you think the, she think she'd go out with like a fucking kid from high school remember like, that band uh i think they were called come fountains away they um uh-huh. they wrote that song matilda's mom got it going on and it's all about like a boy that like befriends Matilda and hangs out with her like in her backyard during summertime just so she can look at Miss Honey by the poolside basically. or whatever. Basically, <laughs> compounds of way, fountains yeah. of came, <laughs> fountains of came. Fuck it, there it is. Oh, all back back more. to the Clockwork Orange with the uh, the credits, the red and the orange Clockwork Orange. But uh, yeah, like but but that, that end part, I think uh, a young Vin Diesel in community college was sitting there um you know with his notebook taking down the notes about family and that's exactly. it's probably matilda then you matilda's probably what inspired the whole fast and the furious <laughs> franchise isn't it ironic that a guy that's known for like family and shit like turns out he's a big dick behind the scenes and it's hard to yeah. get him to work with all these actors <laughs> it's so funny uh, but yeah apparently he fires family <laughs> They give our boys Paul Rubens and Tracy Walter the same credit at the end. Put them together. Chads. Fucking, I, I like, I like these, uh, I like credits like this where they fucking, it's not just on a black screen. We fucking, yeah. we change it to different colors. Why not? Fuck, there's no rules. We break the rules. Fuck like every you. five seconds, just your TV screen is getting blasted by a new day glow bright color. There's so much fucking just uh, Kino fucking exhilarating shit running through your tv screen like back in the day the fucking tube tvs they had to fucking put all these colors out one by one but fucking nowadays it's all different fucking they're they're, they're making it work for its fucking uh to show you this keynote that, that tv set 
I tell you what, like, did you see a couple weeks ago, or maybe like a month ago at this point, when the Minions movie came out, everybody became gentle Minions, where they put on suits and shit and went to go watch a cartoon? I would get dressed up in like, uh, you know, like wacky time period uh, costumery to go see Matilda in the theater, I think. Oh yes. Hell yes. Oh, I, I kept, I, I made it a point to always bring up fucking, uh, uh, Ben Shapiro. I mean, fun fact, uh, apparently, uh, whenever it came out, this became a news story that like the girl that played Matilda is the cousin of Ben Shapiro. And okay. like, uh, were they were trying to, were they trying to cancel her out of her career that she doesn't? <laughs> no, they were just, they were trying to, uh, they're basically like they wanted to get some comment out of fucking, and apparently they asked Bitch Perry. He's like, "Fuck, I don't know much about her. Like, she has to be blocked on Twitter." Yeah, I've never heard that till you say it. But the yeah, there's an article that says why the Matilda star Mara Wilson won't speak to her cousin Ben Shapiro. Because <laughs> uh, he's like, a bit of a weirdo, <laughs> a bit of a religious uh, yeah. zealot. Let's let's see. <laughs> It says he's, he's pretty king, though. Is this, ironically, I'm just going to read this. I don't know if a word of this is true. This is from suggest.com. It says, mm-hmm. um, while someone's family is bound to be, bond folks together in certain ways, these two couldn't be more different. For one thing, Wilson and Shapiro are both Jewish, yet their views on their community are very, very different. In the wake of a major violent hate crime that took place at a Hanukkah celebration in 2019, Shapiro tweeted about his controversial opinion that every synagogue should have at least an armed guard and several people qualified with armed uh, firearms. Um, exactly. Now, now, fucking, basically schools. That, that yeah. was uh, back then. That was the schools of that time. And then uh, Mara Wilson uh, said the Jewish community I grew up in was very politically conservative. In the past few years, I found myself moving more and more to the left, and I, the more I read about the leftist history of Judaism, the more I felt like that's where I belong. Uh, I just think a lot of I have a lot of compassion for people, regardless of their political beliefs or where they're from, and really just want justice and dignity for the future of the world. And I think Nazis should fuck off. I guess that makes me a leftist Jew. So fucking. that's why her and Ben don't speak anymore. So fucking woke. Fucking uh, using the dead Kennedys. She's she's fucking uh, bringing the dead Kennedys into this. They weren't woke. They didn't hate Nazis and shit. The dead Kennedys. Fucking uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, she didn't was. Mara Wilson was also in a Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I knew there was another movie I knew her from. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. Miss Doubtfire too. And yes, Mrs. Doubtfire. And there was a movie called A Simple Wish, which looks really wacky. Came out a year after Matilda. I remember her on the cover of that too. So I remember seeing footage of her doing a movie while she was like in high school, and it was like fuck. She she was talking about how like fucking she hates watching that or something, and like fucking mm-hmm. she could tell like when she's watching it, like I wasn't into doing acting. I think that's. Uh, her story. I could be mixing it up with some other. Sometimes, yeah, they just fucking they don't want to be in the limelight. They don't. They just stop acting. Even though it's just like fucking, it seems like oh, this would be really easy. Fucking, 
already getting one. But it's just like fucking. Yeah, if he's just like you're not even interested in it, and once you once you're not a kid anymore, you can't get by on like the fucking like oh I'm just a cute kid like fuck. now if I don't then learn to you act, become like a pool of just general adult people and it's harder to get real. She it seems like she occasionally works still. Seems like she does voice roles. Uh, she did the voice of Jill Pill on BoJack Horseman, and she does like the voice show. of Liv Amar on Big Hero Six the series. Fuck yes, Jersey films. Jersey films, love it. Another another Tom Waits, another Tom Waits reference. Is it? He he had a, a album yeah. called Jersey Films. He had a, a song called Jersey Girl. Fucking oh, okay. great song. By the, <laughs> by the way, this DVD. Check to see if your Blu-ray has a special feature. Does it have Matilda the movie read-along, where they show like a copy of the book, and up in the corner of the book is like. Like, whatever it's describing in the book, it shows you the scene from the movie that corresponds to it. I found that was interesting. Fucking, uh... Uh, Escape to the Library, my movie about me. I don't see that on here. It's got yeah. funny. It's it, got, it, it must not have made the uh, transition from DVD to Blu-ray. They probably have... Now they have the fucking, uh... They have a reason to put out the Blu-ray, and they were just like, "Fuck it, we'll just put in this fucking reunion we got." I need to watch. Did it you notice that like DVD was trying to have more progressive, like interactive special features than Blu-ray? And like the best part is when you select the read-along, Zach. It says you, there's two options to get it playing. It says, "Please read to me," or "I can read." So when you hit "Please read to me," like somebody's a. Uh, mm-hmm voice so some lady does a voice that uh you know reads the the book to you i thought it was pretty good fucking uh the 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 original detroit rock city dvd had a weird fucking uh like they were trying to like uh attempt like making they were they were trying some new shit they were basically like what if we have dvd menus that are just like fucking it's split into four screens and it tells you push up for special feature push down to play a movie what if we did it like that and fucking they did that for that and this is like the worst fucking thing uh i was i never used it because like if you press like right or something then you got the interactive menu it's like why would i ever use this Terrible. Speaking of Detroit Rock City, I just checked because that's a movie I've been wanting to own forever. Still out of print on Blu-ray. Fucking low I, T, low I, low T. I, I remember, I'm pretty sure I pre-ordered that when it was coming out on Blu-ray. Big it came out April seventh, twenty fifteen. So you probably in the mail, probably on like April third or fourth, you got it in the mail, baby. Exactly. Was it already out of print by the time I got it? Uh, I don't know. Was it one of those releases? Maybe. Probably, Who knows? probably but i know two years ago when i checked to go buy it it was already out of print and i just thought oh it's a pandemic thing you know the the plants are busy they're just mm-hmm. waiting for a repress whatever nope still out of print what if fucking key what if covid killed kino literally because so many there was a couple of different uh, uh tv series that got canceled from netflix mm-hmm. because fucking uh, and showtime first... as well my my girl with the giant milkies after having a baby uh kirsten dunn's how to become a god in central florida i watched the first season renewed for season two they went they're like oh we can't shoot it right now because of covid so we'll just cancel it it's like okay great she got a uh, fucking literally how to become a god Literally, that is how you have a kid, and then because mm. you're having a kid, you get big fucking Stacy ass milkies. And, and they exploit it so much in that that show. Like she kind of plays like a white trash mom, and uh, she basically 
um, becomes like an aerobics structure. Like she works at a water park, and they did they just put her in like not really bikinis, but like really low cut like bathing suits to just show her like breasts bouncing every chance they can get. This sounds incredible. Like I think she went so, to shoot that show like three weeks after having her baby or some shit. Insane. I have to see this film. This is gonna go right above the fucking this. This is right. This is spank material. This is gonna go right behind my copy of fucking Melancholia. Yeah, it will it will? Which I still gotta watch that. She shows her boobies. They're so pretty. They're so. They're so pretty. They're you, you know what movie of hers is coming out on 4K? I want to get a movie I really like. I like the director too. Has you ever see the Virgin Suicides? Fucking that's very Kino. Very Kino. I like that movie. Well, this um episode we're doing right now um by the way the movie's long over yes we know that but this this episode we're doing now is coming out the second half of august which means it's pretty much the end of summer going movie going scene what was your favorite highlight of the the 2022 summer movie going season zach fucking that time uh, uh, uh I'm, i definitely want to go watch nope uh-huh. I'm hearing I'm hearing good things from most people I know uh, uh, whose opinions I usually like fucking I agree with and shit. So I'm gonna look at that. There was a what's that new A24 Kino? The new A24 the, uh, the, the Seashell movie. Okay, I haven't heard about Seashell. There's there's some animated movie about a, a seashell with shoes on. Fucking uh, oh, it's called, that, that's like a kids movie. The 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 shell, the seashell, or some shit. Apparently it's got some metaphor for the adults too. Right. I don't I don't know. You know so what A twenty four I still gotta watch. I gotta watch the one about the, the lady who gives birth to a lamb or whatever. I've heard mixed things about that one. My yeah. boy Phil D's recommends it. Yeah. Uh most people that not I I I'm not sure if there's anybody that's just like fucking a stan. Like mm-hmm. fucking A twenty four, everything they put out is fucking Kino, bro. I love that. What was that movie with uh it had uh fucking uh evan rachel wood in it and it's like fucking somebody else was in it and i was like oh this is gonna be fucking great it's gonna be kino big big good kino shit and it's like it was just so fucking like generic and low fucking, t but it very forgettable yeah i got like some i got some some a24 kino from last uh what do you call it black friday still sitting around called the green knight i haven't watched yet Hell yes. Uh, I have that to watch, too. My first A24 Kino experience was going to see the movie Spring Breakers in the theater three times. Chatting Tatum over here. Chatting Tatum. And, like, I remember the best part, my favorite part of Spring Breakers is the Britney Spears montage. And the last time I saw it at a, um, I think that movie came out, like, 2015. Uh, oh, yeah. The last time I seen it was uh, well. The first time I saw it was you know like a like a regular movie theater, and the the second two times I saw it, or I, say, I should say the two, second and third time I seen it was like a second run theaters. And the last time like it was actually a film print still in like 2015 or whatever year that movie came out. And it was like mm-hmm. my favorite part of the movie. Like the it didn't break or stop the movie, but like that part of the thing was damaged like the sound was fine but the visual like it kind of you know that thing of like when like film burns in the thing and it kind of starts to like get unstable and wobbly right Mm. before it like burns up it kind of did that it got real unstable and jittery for a few seconds and it was like the most freaking kino like like it was like made it more like acid trippy and weird and what if that was what if that was like the thing with the fucking uh uh, what's that movie with uh, Phoebe Cates where everybody would watch that one part? What if it was just oh, the fucking Gremlins? projection? 
the projection guy was just no the fucking no the other one the uh, fast times where she gets out of the pool. Oh yeah, yeah. And the videotape was always like, like damaged exactly. at that point from pausing. Maybe, yeah. Maybe all the fucking projectionists were just watching that Kino scene. I, I kind of, I want to learn how to play that song on piano just so I can yeah. do that. Just so uh, all written by an angel herself. that's one of my favorite movies which by the way we do have to go movie by movie and do the complete works directorial works of harmony green at some point i am fucking i am ready i feel like harmony green invented like the modern era of kino that a24 has uh you know like done so well in imitating exactly why haven't they got him to do some a24 kino I guess Spring Breakers was the last one. I don't know if Beach Bum was from them or not. I think Beach Bum oh, might yeah. have been like from Universal or something, but I could be wrong about that. I forgot, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, trying to think. Me, personally, I don't think anything this summer movie-going season. I still think the movie of the summer and the year still is probably Morbius with my boy Jared Leto. What a king! Fucking Morbin time. It's fucking, Morbin time. Yeah, we've all he says we've all Morbin seen time. it. We've all seen the fucking footage that they put in the movie. Fucking, mm-hmm. where he, he, starts... where he looks up and his eyes are white and he says it's Morbin time. Yeah, <laughs> that was my favorite part. What a weird fucking world we live in. I know. <laughs> what's What's funny is I get to ride that whole wave of Kino and uh, meme shit with Morbius. And everybody's just like, oh, it's so funny. Or, or they're like, oh, you're being so obnoxious. You won't let this shit die. And I'm just like, but I, I'm like the one guy in the world who legitimately, unironically, like, really love the movie. So, like, it's fun oh, for yeah. me because I get to just ride it and ride it forever. Dog. I haven't seen it, yeah. Long after people have uh, blown their, their loads and, um, uh, you know forgotten about uh, thor love and thunder or whatever the hell it is like morbius will still remain i, I if you watch morbius as like a like a, you watch it as like a a a movie where jared leto how do you pronounce his name is it leto, I think it's leto? leto but i could be wrong i don't know all right fucking basically you watch the movie as uh basically this is what happened when he took fucking uh, his entire cult, fucking held them hostage, made them make this movie. Because if you remember right, people were talking about, like, fucking, is this movie even, like, written? Like, uh, what what was the weird thing people were talking about just a couple months before, like, uh, like the beginning of the year? They were talking about, like, fucking, they've shown a couple scenes, but, like, we don't know if it's, like, fucking completely shot or completely written. There was something weird going on. <laughs> Morbius? Yeah, there was something weird. I know when they did, like, the last, like, re-release of it in theaters. Did you see that video of, like, some woman was, like, doing the camera or the cell phone? And he's, like, mm. sitting there reading a script. And she's like, what are you reading? And he's like, oh, nothing. And he tries to put it away. And she, like, grabs it out of his hands. And the script says Morbius 2. It's Morbin time. <laughs> he actually made a video. Of Sony had him make that video to promote the oh re-release into theaters. Oh, my God. Fucking... So basically, they're 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 jumping in on like uh, so people are memeing it because they think it's stupid and, yeah. and a bad movie, yeah. and they're jumping in on that like let's capitalize. Yeah. That's exactly, well, what's funny too is they well first of all when they did the re-release, which it still was like playing in second run theaters or whatever, and like people don't really know this, but there's a lot of movies that get put in the theaters again. Like Marvel does it all the time. Like Black Panther actually came out 
there was some like box office mark like Black Panther was trying to cross 700 million US or something they they I literally saw them put it into theaters four times um mm-hmm. the the second Venom movie came back into theaters as well so like Sony's done this themselves like they do it pretty much all their superhero movies and they got Spider-Man they got an extended cut coming out like this this fall so this September or something and it's like it's like 9 months after it came out on video but mm-hmm. um, yeah, so like they put Morbius back in on a thousand theaters, and they, they they had Leto shoot that meme video and a couple other things. And like, by the way, if you've never seen the marketing, it's on YouTube, Zach. But Jared Leto does like a world tour where he like he shows up in his like woman's like underwear and or, like his like fur coats and shit to promote Morbius like around the world. <laughs> he like goes around and there's one where he like i don't know who he designed these shirts or what but he unboxes all the like they had some weird limited edition morbius um uh, merchandise website and he uh he like unboxes it and gives his opinions on it and like it's pretty much like none of it looks like it's actually from the movie like it's just all these t-shirts that say morbius on it and has this like pair of like red lipstick lips on it and i'm like what does this have to do anything with morbius <laughs> but like before the movie even came out like jared leto was memeing the audience and like nobody people were st- so stupid to like whatever so when they put it back in the theaters they put it only in a thousand theaters which is like i don't even know if that's considered even a wide release nowadays but they put it you know quote unquote and uh, people online were going you know, like the the actual like Marvel fans, like the uptight whatever Avengers fans or who are there, they're like mm. these idiots, Sony. They make garbage films and they're losing money putting this back in theaters. I'm like, it costs like they had no like other than getting Jared Leto to make a meme video, it cost them zero dollars and zero cents. They mm. just had to ask the theaters like play the movie for another weekend, like and all these people were like. When, like when it came out and only made like an extra, I don't know what it was, four hundred thousand that weekend or something. People were like, "Look at them, they failed. They have, oh, they will never touch the Marvel cinema." And just like, this was a movie that was like never like taken seriously by the people who released it from the get go. Like, what, what did you really mm-hmm. accomplish here by shitting on this movie? People, people are really excited for people for things to fail though. Like, yeah, it's weird. Like uh, Rob Zombie, the monsters. Like, holy shit. Like I actually want to see that. Like I'm the one asshole who wants to see the movie because I love watching the monsters as a kid. So I'm like, yeah, I'll watch it. And they're like, oh, it's gonna be on Netflix. I'm like, well, even better, you know, I just watch it whenever it comes on. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, it's so it, it offends me that you know I'm sitting here watching these Marvel movies and somebody somewhere in Singapore is gonna be watching the monsters and it's just like, why do you mm-hmm. give a shit? Who cares? <laughs> mm-hmm. Find something. Uh, even if they like the movies, they continue to go to it. They find something they hate about. They're like fucking yeah. uh, 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 too woke. Too woke. Is oh, yeah. one. Everything's too woke now. Exactly. We need. We need to make things fucking. Uh, for, it, it's weird how language just changes too. Remember when woke meant that you thought like fucking uh. Like uh, Bush did nine eleven and shit like that. Right, right. Like, like, like stay woke. Yeah. Like conspiracy stuff. Yeah, really weird. The, the, the way we're always changing. Fucking ever. Uh, we're chameleons over here adapting to our environments. We're like the newt that jumped out of the water pitcher in Matilla. Exactly metaphorical. I'm watching the shaky ass VHS uh, camera behind the scenes shot by Mara Wilson for. Uh, they have it as a special feature on the DVD. That's always fun when they... I don't know if I have that on my Blu-ray yeah. or not. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's weird. 
Like, uh, what was the other movie that did the fucking Halloween 5? Terrible oh. movie. Her, the movie she made, Daniel Harris. Daniel, was when she was like 10, film. yeah. <laughs> you ever see, like, the behind-the-scenes, like, crew, like, party shit of, like, them at the hotel from, like, Halloween? I don't know if it's Halloween 4 or 5. I thought it was, thought it was 5 where she has the mask on. And they give her, like, a knife, and she's, like, pretending to stab the people. And, like, one guy, she's pretending to stab him in the crotch. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> well, they should... That would have been a better movie. But that's what we yeah. wanted. That's what part four promises. Well, that, yeah, they teased, end. and they didn't deliver. They never delivered. Like, I feel like horror things... Like, remember, um, it was supposed to be, like, Corey Feldman was going to become a killer in Friday the 13th, and he never mm-hmm. did you, that's how you could tell they just fucking we we look at back at these fondly and it's like mm-hmm. fucking they knew that they were just recycling the same movie every time they were trying to find outs all the time like is there something we can do that we can introduce to fucking change it up next time and it's just like nope yeah. fucking guy in a mask when they did try to change it up people hated it too much <laughs> <laughs> they hated it too much. Yeah. They did. They fucking did. I was always like of the mind of like, well, you you know, these movies are such a formula. Like you're just supposed to watch these cardboard characters get killed off, and the movie did do that technically. So I mm-hmm. I never minded it personally. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that would actually fun. be like a good trilogy if they made like a trilogy of Jason movies where it was always a fake Jason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what is it? Scooby Doo meets. Jason Voorhees that could do that. Fucking uh, Netflix could be hiring uh, what's his name to make a whole new series of fucking whodunits every year where it's just, who's playing Jason this time. Fuck. Exactly. He's got Knives Out competing with the Friday the 13th series. Nah, like, they, like, you know how Netflix always shoots themselves in like the foot? Like they waited. I think it was like Nope. I can't remember. It was either Nope or Thor. Like one of like the big summer movies came out and Netflix is like we we have our our biggest movie we we've ever made two hundred million dollars the gray man starring Chris Evans and uh, Ryan Gosling and uh, we're gonna have we're gonna, it's coming out Friday the day that like one of the biggest movies of the summer come out I'm just like why would you do that mm-hmm. <laughs> why not release it on a weekend where nothing's coming out you know what I mean mm-hmm. that that reminds me uh, all the people that were doing the whole go woke go broke thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when uh, when Black Panther came out, I was like, this is going to completely just, like, shut those guys up, right? They're going to realize yeah. now, like, oh, the, there is a reason why they do it. It does sell very well. Like, but the, it, it, it was weird how it just kind of, like, it, it kind of changed based on what did well and what didn't. Like, if it yeah. did well, it was it, it was despite the fact, it was in spite the fact that it was, it was really weird. Well, there's, like, a weird flip side to, to get woke, go broke. Because, like, you have, like, the one side that's always, like, get woke, go broke, and they say every, like, flop movie flop because it was too woke. But then you have the also, like, the other side of it where it's, like, if the movie flops, then the other side is just, like, well, the movie flopped because everybody was either too racist or too sexist to go see it. Is that, <laughs> oh, there's always fucking... Always the people that are put like fucking. We don't have to just assume everything about these movies. Yeah. Sometimes it's just sometimes like, it's people, just a movie is shitty and nobody wants to go see it. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just like fucking a new Ghostbusters movie that doesn't have Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. All these people that I already know and yeah. like, they're not in the Ghostbusters movie, which like, is about people I like, and they're not the people I like aren't in it. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to watch like, this. Yeah, like, that Ghostbusters movie was so disappointing to me. Like, 
I'm not a fan of remaking classic movies anyway, but I remember seeing the posters that were, which were just some boring posters of like, you know how they do like the, there weren't even posters I saw, they were like banners of just like the women's faces. And mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, well, this will be like, you know, it'll be lame because it won't be the old guys, but I guess they're too old to make a movie. And then like once the first trailer came out and I saw how bad, like how Saturday morning cartoon the, the CGI ghost looked in the Ghostbusters. We're talking about the, the women's Ghostbusters, right, Zach? That's what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, 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 the women's Ghostbusters. When I saw that first trailer, I was like, fuck this. And I remember I waited. It was, like, out on video for, like, a year, and I rented it from Netflix, watched the Blu-ray. And it was, like, a chore to get through because it was just – it was, like, the most shitty, cheap studio movie you could possibly make. Like, What's, what sucks, too, is all the controversy kind of worked for it because yeah. I honestly had no – uh, desire to watch that and I yeah. watched it just because it's like I guess I have to watch it and kind of see if people are being too fucking pussy and crybaby about yeah. fucking an all female Ghostbusters or if it's really bad like but I, I had to watch it just because you had to put your stamp on it because of all the controversy and right. it's just like yeah it's just kind of a forget it's two hours fucking it's, long it's yeah yeah it's like way too long it's like basically the same plot as Ghostbusters, but it's like a spoof. Whereas, like you watch the original Ghostbusters, like it seems like you're watching like a real movie. You watch the 2016 Ghostbusters or whatever year it was, and it's like you're watching like a SNL skit of Ghostbusters. <laughs> they tricked us into watching the bad movie. What, yeah. what if it was all planned from the beginning? It was all fucking 311 Bush shit. And then they were like, I don't know if you remember, but like they were like, I don't know if it was like while they were making or right before it came out, like they were talking all this shit online. Like, oh, yeah, look at us. We're ruining your childhood. Boo-hoo and all this shit. I'm just like, <laughs> you're just making a lousy-ass movie. That's all you're making. <laughs> it's just like, um, I remember when the guy who made Terminator Dark Fate was like, he was talking about like the, the new female action hero they had in that movie. And um, they're like, um, I forget what he said, but he was like, he said something like, like, if you're insecure at all, uh, this this female character will scare the fuck out of you. Or he said, if you're misogynist, this character will scare the fuck out of you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, it's just some random girl nobody's heard of, like, mm-hmm. who weighs like 90 pounds wearing a a wife beater t-shirt. It's like, nobody's really looking at a misogynist. Sweater. Like, this is just like a no-name cheap-ass movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger plays the grandpa Terminator who, like, literally sits on a fucking rocking chair on the porch oh, yeah. and pets a dog and you can't you have the terminator on the porch petting a dog and you can't figure out why people don't give a shit about this movie <laughs> <laughs> the fucking everybody wants to see arnold though fucking yeah. doesn't matter he's old doesn't matter he's old we want to see him yeah school. just put you know it's like i get it like you know if he can't take his shirt off and do the mr olympia pose basically I'm, t- I'm telling everybody that it is the woman we don't want to see no fucking woman in our movies get him out <laughs> <laughs> get him out <laughs> see i'm trying i'm trying to play devil's advocate i didn't even have to i didn't even have to yeah i mean i don't i don't know like like i feel like back in the day when um not to get on a tangent here because we need to wrap it up but like i feel back in the day when you just like marketed the movie as like oh get your popcorn ready you're gonna like nobody was caring like bitching and moaning about aliens or terminator 2 or anything like if you just make a movie that the trailer looks awesome like you know but let's be honest like you go to see the trailers of these movies and it's just shit cgi wall to wall and you're just like 
Am I really going to pay 16 bucks to go watch somebody chase around a, a live-action cartoon character? It's like, fuck that. I have noticed too that because people are always looking out for it, looking out for like the fucking the politics in the movie, they're way more sensitive about it. Yeah. Whereas like nowadays, like fucking, like there's always like kind of like you know hints at things going on in the real world through all the movie, but we just kind of take advantage because it's like we didn't grow up, you know, around that time we we didn't notice them. It was just like yeah. fucking, but now. When we notice them, it's like fucking. They they expect that like we're not supposed to like. Yeah, really. People get too sensitive to that now. I I will I will say the one exception to that is like I'm pretty sick of Disney shit. Like anything Mm. Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, it's all the same shit. And it's like they always like take whatever character that you know and love and replace it with just some boring ass female character. And, like, they try to play this thing of, like, oh, we're so progressive, if you don't like it, you know, you're going to be left behind, and you won't enjoy this movie, and we're all having all this fun with all these strong female characters. But if you look at, like, their casting strategy, they just always replace, like, the well-known, well-paid actor with some cheap, unknown, like, person. You know what I mean? Mm, they're really doing it because they it's like <laughs> they're we cheap. can hire a no name guy yeah, we hire no name <laughs> they're like I'm sorry I just screamed they're like they're like we're gonna pay Luke Skywalker to come for three days and then we're gonna get this girl who pay, who played a corpse on a TV show to be, be the awesome. main character and it's like and then you're gonna pat yourself on the back for it, and it's like, no, you just hired a cheap actor. That's all you did. Like, you know, they're they're, they're still just doing a capitalism, but they yeah, right. think that because it works in their favor and it makes them look nice. Yeah, they're yeah, they're like, look how nice we are. And then what's funny is like, uh, I don't know if you've seen all these news stories, like all the um, like the visual effects artists come out how much they hate Marvel, they hate Disney because they they don't pay them enough, and they. They always want revisions and reshoots to their CGI, and like everybody's stressed out. Like Marvel's the worst company to work for, and all this shit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is the same company that will tell you like Wakanda forever, and we're all about including everybody. It's like, do you not realize that like you know like the people that work at these companies most of the time like they are minority people from overseas and shit, and like you're just fucking them over left and right to make your progressive movie how you love all all like peoples of every size color creed whatever like it's totally Mm -hmm. like a capitalistic uh like like fucking like fuck job in the back and then out front it's like the we love the world (laughs) message to Mm -hmm. the film (laughs) Mm -hmm. exactly so weird they fucking uh yeah we could all sit around try to figure out these things. We we all have it all figured out because we're all fucking keto yeah. pill. We're all eight thousand IQ. But the fucking all the other people, we just gotta fucking wait for them to catch up. Yeah, they just need to. Uh, they need to get woke on communism. We you need, need to, to fucking, get woke on Danny DeVito. Kino is what you need to do. They do. They do. Kino, Danny DeVito. You know that okay. meme where they show two movies posters and they said the kids had their fun. Now it's the real men's turn. <laughs> Yeah. That's what that's what we need to do. We need to say like for the kids one, said the kids have had their fun. We need to show like Jordan Peele's Nope, and then like let the real men have their f- turn now, and then we show the poster for Matilda. <laughs> I was at uh, Walmart earlier, or like uh, a day or two ago, and mm-hmm. I saw some weird kids movie on DVD, and it was called like 
it, it was like a character. It looked like some fucking like some troll doll like type of character. Mm. And it was like I'll just I'll use the name JoJo as a fill-in. It said yeah. JoJo's film collection or something like that. Yeah. And that was, so it was about like oh yeah this is like fucking JoJo the character of the movie. She's showing off her uh, movie collection like uh, teaching kids like uh you know like collecting things. It's cool and stuff like that. And I'm just like I wanted to take a picture of it and be like finally a movie for us. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> fucking the Kino heads in the audience. The, I wish I had taken a picture because I don't remember what it was called. The Kino. I, I wonder. I'm gonna look this up right now. Somebody's gotta have a fucking tattoo that says Kino file. Come on, come on, search, search. What if what what if somebody could uh, reincorporate? No. Use it as a way to basically signal. Uh, and dog whistle that they're into children. They're a pedophile. I'm a kinophile. No, nothing comes up. Fucking. You think people who are fans of Geppetto from uh, <laughs> Pinocchio call themselves Geppettophiles? <sighs> oh my god, speaking of terrible CGI, have you seen the trailer for the new po- Pinocchio? I haven't. Oh, it's so bad. So bad. Look at And it casts the one and only Tom Hanks. In the titular role as Geppetto. We, we, we did. We were talking about fucking, I got it confused. I was like, fucking, uh, isn't, uh, I've heard rumors that fucking our boy, the weasel, is in the new Tom Hanks movie, <laughs> but I was confusing it with another <laughs> Pinocchio movie. I actually want to buy that, but apparently it's such a cheap thing, the Pauly Shore Pinocchio. It's such a cheap thing, you can only get it on DVD or, like, digital. There's no Blu-ray. Fucking, how do they overlook so no 4k even no 4k even mm. why no 4k all Man, right what a shame i'm looking at this awesome meme and it's comparing the virgin letterbox user to the i'll just remember it chad <laughs> the virgin letterbox <laughs> user says can't wait to get home so i can log in and rate that film I hope this review gets some likes. I think I'll give that four, film four and a half stars, but I won't post the review. I thought it was a compelling tour de force, but the lead actress was often static and it dragged in the third act. Is there a <laughs> distinction between quality and enjoyment? How should that influence my review? Hmm. I gave that last film three stars, but I think I like this more, but I don't think it's three and a half stars. Maybe I should edit my last review? <laughs> I can't believe Sean Baker is on Letterboxd. Maybe he'll see my review of four-letter words from the film from the year 2000. And the best one, the last one from the Virgin Letterboxd user, my wife wants to watch an A24 film, but according to her boyfriend's profile, they've already seen most of them. Which should I pick? <laughs> now, there's less here under the I'll just remember it, Chad. But, yeah, his, his things are better. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I saw some of that director's stuff. I like that movie. What was the name of that movie? Is, is, that, is that the one with Stanley Tucci? I heard I heard they're doing another roadhouse. I thought that movie was okay. That movie was on at the bar I was at last week. It was good. I thought that movie was boring. And last but not least, Godzilla vs. Kong was crazy. LMAO. Do you see the fucking ironic humor? This is what our boy Tom Green created. Exactly. Anytime, anytime I laugh at shit like this, I kind of do every once in a while. Just it's picture him throwing yeah. a pig down a hill and just singing, I'm going to throw the piggy down the hill over and over again. Amazing. 
All right, I guess I guess that's the best place to leave it, don't you think so, Zach? The end of summer. <laughs> I literally forgot we were even recording a podcast at all. Okay. <laughs> I literally, I, we for, are. I thought we're just hanging out, fucking talking about good time. I literally forgot that we were still recording. We yeah, we never signed up. We, we just never kept going ended off on t- tangents. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, I know we went deep in the woods on a lot of weird shit on this episode, but what can you do? It's the end of summer. Like, what is it, a whole, whatever, 73 days till the next Marvel movie? How will we last, Zach? Exactly. And how could you expect us to not go off on tangents when we are watching a movie with fucking Kino Royalty himself, Ben Shapiro, Benjamin Shapiro, Chaparro. Chaparro. The movie that uh, in in you know influenced the creation of, of the future greatest movie studio in all of Hollywood. Oh yes. <laughs> we need uh, we need the fucking Elvira Shapiro knockoff Shapiro. 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 <laughs> he comes out with Stacy titties out, fucking black <laughs> lipstick. He basically just looks like his sister <laughs> with a wig on. Yeah. Every, every once in a while, people. Does she talk remember, fast still? People were talking about fucking his sister, so Stacy. It's like I, I remember at first I was like, I kind of, I kind of just see Ben Shapiro with a wig on. She looks too much like him. <laughs> but I'd still fuck, I'd still fuck Ben Shapiro with a wig on. We all know that. We all Even know without that. a wig. Exactly. He's he's too irresistible at this point. All right, so that's it. Take the t- like. What's what a weird like movie pick to get like extra terrible on. Exactly. The the worst episode ever. The movie graveyard. You, you gonna use some of them scissors? You gonna fucking edit some of that shit? Or you just leave it. Oh no, none of it. Fucking hell yeah. That's what the king would do. <sighs> he would. So oh, yeah, yeah. So that's it, everybody. It's all just content, right? For our uh, streaming service. Content. It's all just content from this point. There is no cinema. There is no TV. There's just content. All right, so that's it. I don't think we can top that. We we can't get any higher. We can't get any lower. (laughs) The conclusion of Danny DeVito Kino. For now. All right, we'll catch you again next time right here in the movie graveyard. Dog. You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com. <laughs>